Street Champs, come get put on. Today I'm in here with Chloe, aka Willow. How you doing today, Chloe? I'm great. How are you? Pretty good. I'm ex- really excited for this conversation tonight. Me too. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, hell yeah. You know, thank you for coming out here. I, I know it was kind of a drive. Oh, just a little bit, but yeah, thanks for having me. It's fun. So, hello everyone. I'm Chloe or Willow or Misha or whatever you know me by. So, <laughs> why so many names? So many names because you know sometimes you go to clubs and um, so I'm a dancer. Um, AKA stripper. So sometimes you go to clubs and they already have a Chloe or they already have a Willow or they already have a Misha. And so like you can't double in names. Um, it's just confusing. It doesn't really help anyone and you're not going to make as much money. So you have to have a unique name. You can't have a name anyone else has. And then, um, I travel dance too. So, um, I've danced in, um, Chicago, Atlanta, Dallas, Denver, Colorado Springs. I'm going to Vegas next week. So, um, you know, when you're going to a different club with 200 girls, you kind of want a list of a long, long amount of names that you can use in case your last 20 are used up, if that mm-hmm. makes sense. So long answer short, that's why. <laughs> so girls like clamor to like the mostly the like same names? Um, there's a lot of the same names, like, you know, Baby Doll, Sugar, Cinnamon, the stereotypical names um chloe is moderately used um i've been to two clubs where there's been a chloe but uh most of the time i can get away with chloe misha or willow just gonna open that vent because it was kind of loud oh yeah sure but um yeah so i yeah i bet when there's like five cinnamons in a room it's like (laughs) it's like it kind of gets kind of crazy, you know? Exactly, exactly. There can and only then be one. If there's someone like, oh, I really want to dance with Cinnamon, then it's like, well, which Cinnamon, you know? Get the Cinnamon lineup. <laughs> Do you need the generic brand or the name brand, you know? <laughs> Damn. Yeah, there's, there's like busted Cinnamon and then really hot Cinnamon. <laughs> I feel that. Uh, but busted Cinnamon works harder, so. <laughs> they always do. Yeah. <laughs> no. But seriously, how long have you been dancing? Um, I've been dancing coming up on two years now. Um, so uh, like I was telling you a little bit beforehand, I've been a sugar baby before. I did that before I was dancing. Um, I've worked like private events. But yeah, I've just mainly been dancing for the last two years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How old are you? Um, I'm 24. 24. Yeah. I'm 25. Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. For yeah. Sure. Um, you know, at what part in your life were you a sugar baby? Ah, so I I moved um, to New Mexico, and then, you know, I was just struggling paying bills, and I was actually teaching English before I was dancing, and I wasn't making any money. Surprise, surprise. English where? Um, so I taught it online at home, and I would teach it to kids mostly in China. Um, so it was like crazy hours. Like I was waking up at like one in the morning and teaching until eight in the morning or nine, depending on the time difference. And... Um, I really loved it. It was a really great job, but I mean, the pay was just bad. And then, you know, when I moved to New Mexico, I was struggling paying bills and I kind of wanted to date at that point. So I was kind of like, well, why don't I just, uh, oh, thank you. <laughs> it was like, why don't I just get paid to date someone? And then, yeah, I started doing that for a little bit. Uh, found out I hate that. <laughs> Dancing is a lot better. It's a lot less stress. Wait, found out you hated um, dating while you were teaching English? Um, found out that I hated dating for money. 
<laughs> oh, oh. Sh- sh- I hated sugaring. Yes. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. So you kind of sped through that. So, you know, how long were you doing that? Um, I did that for a couple months, like maybe four-ish months. Oh, four months. Yeah. Wow. That's not that long at all. It wasn't that long, how no. Ma- how many, uh, what are they called, sugar daddies, quote-unquote, did you have? Just one. Just yeah, one. Yeah, just one. Really? It was not fun. <laughs> really? What, no. what What age range? Um, He was uh, 59. 59. Yeah. That's very exact. Yes. That's that's kind of the golden years, though. You know, I bet he was popping a lot of uh, Viagra, you know? <laughs> I guess I don't know. I didn't really see if he was or not, but... Oh, you guys uh, never had you guys never had any course? No, we did. Oh. We did, but I never saw him, like, pop Viagra. Mm-hmm. But, yeah it, yeah, it was not fun. Definitely, if you're thinking about doing it, just go dance instead. I mean, okay, I, I should say dancing is really not for everyone. Just be a stripper. But <laughs> Stripping is a lot more complex than people think, but uh, yeah, sugaring was not for me for sure. <laughs> That's fire. Um, so, as a so fifty nine, you know, did you guys like go on like dates? Would he like take you out to like you know like Ruth Chris Red Lobster type shit, or like what? What would you guys go? Yeah, we went on dates. We you know we did normal date things. Um, he took me to Hawaii. Um, wow. Yeah, you know, but, you know, everyone the, says, The Big like, Island? Yeah, the Big Island. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> but everyone says, like, oh, that's so cool. Like, you got to go to Hawaii. But imagine, like, going to Hawaii, not to be mean, but, like, imagine going to Hawaii with your grandpa. And it's really not as fun. And, like... <laughs> Damn, the grandpa. I guess that's, he's, like, falling asleep. Is that the case? He's kind of falling yeah, asleep? Yeah, yep. He has to take breaks on the stairs, you know, stuff like that. So it's it's not as, like, glamorous as, you know, I was in Hawaii and I was like, wow, I'm not having as much fun as I thought I was going to have. And, you know, dancing has kind of made me my own sugar daddy where I don't have to deal with that. And I, I have a good amount of money coming in where I can kind of just do that kind of stuff myself and i have a lot more fun doing it just by myself so (laughs) Mm -hmm. damn um all right so and all right i just i kind of want to just get this whole i need to get this whole sugar baby experience yeah yeah definitely for sugar baby i've ever had on here so um how did you meet him um, we met on a website called SeekingArrangements.com. So, uh, ad. <laughs> <laughs> pay me, you better sponsor me. I'm just kidding. But, um, yeah, so you basically put your profile on there. It's kind of like a regular dating site. Um, you put what you're looking for, what your personality is. Um, it asks you for kind of like some weird things too. Like what's your height? What's your weight? What kind of build are you? Like things like that. For both of you, for the man and the woman? The man and the woman. And the man has to put in how much money he makes every year, which a lot of men lie about. (laughs) Ooh, you pull up on a guy that says he's making like, you know, a few hundred K a year and he's like not living that lifestyle? Yes, exactly. Has that happened before? Oh yeah, that's happened. What what is it? How many times has that happened? What is that like? (sighs) Okay, so let me tell you the story. This man still makes me really, really mad. Um, Okay, so... No names. I... No, no names. I forgot his name anyway. It's not important. Jeffrey. (laughs) Jeffrey. We'll say Jeffrey. So I met Jeffrey on the site and he he talked such a big game. And I mean, I was very naive to this world because like after doing it for so long, you really learn how to kind of play the system, how to how to just be good at it, you know, and 
I mean, I, I sound so dumb in the story, but you don't know until you know, right? So this guy is like, yeah, I just started my own company a couple years ago. It's really taken off. I do like event planning, I think is what he said. So he plans events for like big corporations and companies and weddings and things like that. And he he was so good at just talking himself up, talking up what we were going to be. He told me he wanted to break my lease at my apartment so he could buy myself a house, um, a house for me and my cats. And he was like, I want you to quit your job. I want you to do this. I want you to do that. Make a list of every single thing that you want in your life. Like just illusions of grandeur and basically never gave me anything. And I stuck around like a couple of weeks and I was kind of like, okay, so this is not going anywhere. So is this going to go anywhere? And then, yeah, basically just gaslit me into being like, why would you ever think it was going to get to that point? I don't even make that kind of money. When he was clearly telling me that he did. So it's, yeah, it's online. Yeah, exactly. What, what was the what was the number bracket, if you don't mind me asking? What was like his oh, number? Of like what he made per year? Yeah, online. I think he said he made like two or three million a year. Wow. I think. In, in was this in uh, Colorado, New Mexico? This was in New Mexico. New Mexico. Yeah. Dang, it was probably a uh, George R. R. Martin or some shit. Who was what? George R. R. Martin is. Oh, the, I'm not familiar with who that is. He was a uh, <laughs> Game of Thrones creator. Oh, I haven't watched Game of Thrones. Yeah. Me, me neither. <laughs> Meow, Meow Wolf. You know Meow Wolf. Yes, I know Meow Wolf. He made Meow Wolf. Oh, oh, that's so cool! Well, I, I he, love Meow Wolf. I think he funded it. I don't know if he made it. I don't think he was there nailing the shit on the wall. <laughs> But. He he was overlooking it. Yeah, fucking uh, yeah, yeah. It it was um it was a learning experience. It was definitely a learning curve with that. And you know it happens once, and then all of a sudden you you really wise up. So yeah. you learn very quickly. But I mean, it's the same thing. Like I'm sure you've been on Tinder or whatever, like a dating site. You know, <laughs> swipe swipe right or left. I don't know which one's right. Which one? Fuck me. <laughs> uh, fuck this man okay ladies Yo, he's available uh, i'm actually taken uh, no, i'm just kidding uh, but i'm sure i'm sure you've you know been catfished before or had like a weird it happens to everyone but yeah. i really beat myself up about it because now i know so much more <laughs> this guy technical technical guy in the background fucking up but um uh, no, it's okay. Um, but now I just, I know so much more and it just seems so stupid to me that I even fell for it in the beginning, but it happens. I was young and I didn't know the game. So yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, that was like your only, you know, Jeffrey, quote unquote, was your only like fucked up experience like that? Or did you have more after that or before that? Yeah, that was really the only one. Um, and another thing that happened was he also catfished me. Oh, he didn't look the same. Well, okay, I should say I've I've been on first dates with other guys that I think were lying, but it never went anywhere else other than the first meetup. Um, but this guy that I was just talking about, I came to the restaurant to meet him, and he looked significantly older. Really? Than, like, very, very different from his pictures. 59. Like, What's that? 59 or older? Um, He was probably, like... 55-ish, but he was saying he was, like, 32, you know? Mm. So Damn, Jesus Christ. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like that. You could tell. You can definitely tell. But the worst one was I went on a first date with this guy, and we just met at Starbucks, and um, his profile picture, you know, I think he had in there that he was, like, 
50 or 45 and this his, is on seekingarrangements.com yeah okay yep this is the same website and <laughs> jesus christ just mute that whole fucking thing just mute the just mute the keyboard <laughs> But yeah, so he, I think on his website or on his page, it said he was like 50, 50 or 55. And I showed up and he was clearly like 90. And I was, I was looking around Starbucks for him and I couldn't see him. And then he came up to me and was like, All hunched oh, over. Chloe. And I was like, yes. <laughs> yep. 90, really? He was, he was up there. Definitely. <laughs> Did he ask for a senior discount? Oh my God. Uh, I think that genuinely a lot of these guys are so detached from reality that they think that they're actually fooling me, you know, mm-hmm. that I can't actually see they're much older. Yeah. I think they're so far from reality in most cases. They really, truly think that they can get a 21-year-old to just hang out with them because they're so cool and so hot. <laughs> but in reality, it's just because they're rich. Yep. <laughs> is what sometimes they're saying. Sometimes they're Yeah. Not. I mean, it's definitely a business arrangement. Um, I think that there would be a lot more ethically wrong with it if we met on, like, eHarmony or, you know, a website that is designed to find, like, the love of your life, right? E-Harmony, you fuck with eHarmony like that? You ever been on it? No, I haven't. I mean, Have you? No, me neither. I've, no. <laughs> I, I'm really not looking for the love of my life right now. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies, fuck him. <laughs> <laughs> But you know what I mean? Like if I met him on eHarmony and I was just scamming him out of all his money, it'd be it'd be a lot more ethically like immoral. But you're meeting on a website that is like, hey, I make this much money. I will give you this much a month and it's called an allowance. And you you set those terms. So I think that sugar babies really get a bad rap just because they're like, oh, you're scamming them out of all their money. You're such a horrible person. But it's like, these men set themselves up for that. They set themselves up to give you money. That is the deal, the arrangement. Yeah. Yeah. You ever scammed a guy? Um, <laughs> Allegedly in, in Minecraft? I One time I stole money from a guy in the club. One time. What does that entail? Okay. So we did a VIP room and I... I'm very against like stealing traditionally. This allegedly happened. I don't. I don't allegedly, th- allegedly, this is a fiction story. Okay? Yeah, in <laughs> Minecraft. Uh, and um, so we did a VIP room, and you know he was like, "How spicy does the VIP room get? Can I fuck you?" Like things like that. And it, it doesn't happen in the VIP room. You're just dancing in a more private room, and but you're trying to sell the room you're trying to make that money so you're like oh baby it gets so spicy you know and uh so we get back in the vip room he's drunk he's just gross and like no one would know if i just kissed you right now and i'm like ha yeah and then i just turn away and like you know i'm just like <laughs> dodging it i'm like you're gross and uh money was falling out of his pockets his lighter his phone his wallet everything was falling out of his pockets onto the couch and Something in my brain was like, you should steal this. And I don't steal, but like something in me was like, do Allegedly. It. <laughs> Allegedly. <laughs> and um, so I'm like dancing. It, pretend he's like the chair here. So I'm like dancing and his face is here. And I'm like, oh, yeah, talking to him. And I'm swiping the cash onto the floor. Meanwhile, I'm picking up his wallet and his lighter and everything and putting it on the table so that when we're done, he just grabs his stuff and leaves. And then I like 
went down to the floor and I was dancing on the floor all sexy and I was like shoving it under the couch as I was doing that. And then um, he he was just like, you know, like, let me take you on a date. And I was really trying to distract him. So I was like, yeah, let's go on a date. That sounds good. So we make plans for the date. The VIP is ending. We're running out of time. And I'm like, yeah, just DM me on Instagram and, you know, we'll confirm again tomorrow. But I can't wait for a date and like whatever. And then as soon as he left, I just like pulled all the cash out from underneath the couch and like stuffed it in my purse and then like walked out. And then I saw him later in the VIP room with his like flashlight on his phone looking for the cash. And he looked stressed. And then I found out this, that this man was only in the strip club because his fiance was out of town. And he was trying to, you know, he was trying to get with me. He's trying to sleep with me. And I'm like, yeah, I really don't feel bad, allegedly, taking that money from him now. You know, I, yeah. I really don't. <laughs> wow. You know, I bet there's like all kinds of grimy ass people just trying to get one off for the night, though. You know, when they come to the strip club. There's definitely a lot. There's a lot of weird people, but I mean, that's kind of the stereotype of it. Don't get me wrong. That's definitely very true. However, there's also a lot of people like who just kind of need someone to talk to. They need some companionship. They There's a lot of people who, even as customers, understand we're there just to dance. We're there just to collect money and go home. We're not going to go home with you. There's a lot of customers who understand that. And, mm-hmm. like, they still keep coming back, and they just like our company. So not all of them are super weird, but a lot of them are. Wow. Yeah, definitely. Um, all right, so getting back onto the, the timeline of things, we definitely got off track. I like to keep these things, I like to keep things, keep these things in sequential order. But, um, all right, uh, so you got into dancing, um, you know, exactly. Uh, have, where are your parents? Uh, they're in Minnesota. Minnesota. Are, yeah. they, t- are they together? Uh, they are. Yeah. They're together. Mm-hmm. Um, so what was like, uh, what was growing up like? Oh, God. Growing up was interesting. Um, my parents are very, very Christian, very uh, religious and like, just to kind of give you a little taste like I was not allowed to watch Harry Potter I was not allowed to wear a two-piece bikini or tankini you know like that goes down nothing like that like very very conservative (laughs) no tankinis no no tankinis no Harry Potter um no Casper the ghost because that's witchcraft um no full house because Michelle had an attitude things like that Wow, I, f- I love Full House. I yeah, I've heard it's good. I I can't really get into it as an adult, but really, <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. So, um, all right, growing up, you you had both your parents are kind of Christian. Um, did you did you graduate high school? Yeah, I graduated high school. Um, I actually was doing. Um, I think it's called something different here, but it's PSEO in Minnesota, where I was going to college while I was finishing high school. So I did that um, about the last two years of high school. Mm. Um, so I had almost an associates when I graduated high school. And then um, I have my bachelor's in marketing management. Um, and I also went to cosmetology school. So I have my license for that, too. Oh, wow. So you were just doing all kinds of shit when you were young. Yeah, I wow. was. <laughs> um, what kind of inspired you to just, like, branch out and do all that stuff? You know, you're just a motivated kid. To do like cosmetology and marketing and everything like that. Yeah, like why? Yeah, so I really wanted to be a hairstylist just long term. Um, I really liked it. Don't get me wrong, but 
the the pay was not great. I really had an issue with how um, once you kind of get to a point, there's not a whole lot more growth in terms of pay and your position. So kind of once you're up at the top, you're kind of up at the top. There's not really anywhere else to go, and you don't even feel that high up at the top, if that makes sense. Um, so then I was like, well, let me go get my marketing degree. I'll finish that up. I'll open up my own salon. But by the time I was done with that, then I don't know, I had been a hairstylist for a little bit and I didn't really want to do that. So I just kind of stopped. But also, I mean, I was feeling like arthritis at 21 and it's, it's hard on your shoulders because your, your hands are up so high all the time. It's, it's really bad for your body. Um, doing hair. Yeah, doing hair. Oh, wow. Doing hair. So, um, yeah, I mean, it was it was great. I liked it when I did it, but I don't regret stopping, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Um, so, all right, so getting after that, um, you know, what kind of – give me one story that really describes you, you know, as like a kid. As a kid. Kind of going backwards here, but uh, – Yeah. One story. Um – you know, I can't think of, like, a, a story necessarily. Um, I was very rebellious just because, like, my parents were so religious, so conservative, like, so, like, anal about everything. Um, so I was very rebellious, but Shout I... Shout out anal. What's that? I said shout out anal. Yeah. <laughs> Ladies, he wants to fuck. <laughs> 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 uh, <laughs> but... But anyway. Yeah, um... I I don't know. I think that if I would have had parents who were a little bit more relaxed, I don't think I would have been as rebellious. But um, as rebellious as I was, I actually worked really hard as well. Like I I was doing PSEO and I set my schedule up so I would go to college two days out of the week. And my college classes also covered my high school classes, so I didn't even have to go to high school. Um, And then I would work, like, 90 hours a week between, like, Target and, like, the local movie theater. And, like, I was working a lot. I was was partying a lot. (laughs) I was doing school. So, I mean, yeah, that's kind of, like, how I was as, like, a high school kid anyway. Mm -hmm. Target and the movies? Yeah, Target in the movie theater. I love the movie theater. <laughs> wow. Uh, I just a- did Target because it paid like 50 cents more. <laughs> yeah, you definitely need that. That was in New Mexico? That was in Minnesota. Minnesota. Yeah. Okay. What was, uh, what was Minnesota like exactly? Like I've never, I've never been there. What's the most interesting thing to do there? Um, if you've never been there, don't go. <laughs> There's <laughs> not really anything to do there. Damn. Uh, Minneapolis is really cool. I like Minneapolis. There's a lot of cool um, bars and clubs. There's the gay 90s there. The what? Um, what's that? The what? Um, it's called the Gay 90s. It's a nightclub for gay people. That's I love fire. it. I'm queer, so yeah, I love it. Shout out Gay Pride Month. Hell yeah. Happy Pride. Yeah. <laughs> shout out all the trans uh, homies. Oh, yeah. Fuck yeah. <laughs> but yeah, um, there's not a ton to do. The The closer north you get, the more like alcoholism and drinking there is. Um, so I lived there for a long time. I, I would maybe go back just to see some friends, but there's really nothing there. <laughs> That's kind of it. <laughs> Damn. You didn't really sell me on Minnesota at all. No, no. There's nothing to sell. <laughs> wow. All right, so um, at what age exactly did you get to Colorado? Um, I got here two years ago, so when I was 22. 22. Yeah, yeah. 22. And what was your first 
like occupation when because you, you got off a of sugar baby sugar babying. Yeah, I don't know if that's the right verbiage. Yeah, sure, whatever. Being a sugar baby, <laughs> like at a what age? Um, 20, like twenty or twenty one or whatever. Right. And then you yeah. got here at twenty two. <laughs> So, um, what was your first job when you got to Colorado? Yeah, so, um, so I stopped sugaring. I um, actually got pregnant, sugaring. and um, yeah, whatever you want to call it, sugar babying, sugaring, who cares? But uh, yeah, I, I got pregnant. I had um, my child, and I was teaching English because I could just do that remotely. So it was, it was a really good job at the time because I was able to move from from Minnesota to New Mexico. Um, I ended up going back to Minnesota because I'm dumb. And then I moved here. Um, so I did that the entire time. So I didn't even have to change jobs, change professions. I still had all my same students. And then, um, yeah, when my daughter was three months old, it was kind of like I am not making enough money to support myself and her and um, had to get into something different. So I started dancing when I was like three months postpartum. Really? Yeah. Did you have like a, like a, like a, I know some women get like a belly like folds. Did you have that or did you just bounce back quick? back fairly quick but I definitely had signs of pregnancy for sure and mm. I've had a c-section so I mean that's still there but hasn't hasn't affected the money that I've made which is nice but um yeah I mean there's there's even people who have mom kinks you know that's like a fairly common one so oh, yeah. like that motherly nurturing um a lot of people like that so even if I don't know even if you've had a baby it doesn't mean you can't start stripping you know, uh, I've seen some uh, pregnant OnlyFans, allegedly. Yeah, allegedly. Are you on OnlyFans? I am on OnlyFans, yeah. Mm-hmm. What kind of content are you putting out there? Um, So right now I have boy-girl content. Um, uh, There's going to be some good, like, pictures of, like, girl-girl content coming sometime soon. Um, it's, like, solo play pictures. Um, And then I also do custom content. So if you have, like, a foot fetish or... Um, a fetish of me sitting on a cake or anything else that your mind can think of. You've, yeah. d- you've done that? You've sat on a cake? Uh, I haven't. I talked to somebody about sitting on Jello one time, but then they never ended up paying me, so I didn't do it. So you made all the Jello for no reason? No, I wasn't going to buy the Jello until they paid me, just for that reason. That's a good idea, because <laughs> then you would have a, like 12 sheets uh, of Jello. Exactly. You don't want all that Jello just for yourself if your butt's not going on it. Yeah. <laughs> Unnecessary Jello. Uh, exactly, exactly. I definitely can only eat like a bowl of Jello. Yeah, I mean Jello's good, but I don't really need that, all that Jello, and <laughs> I'd rather get paid a couple hundred dollars to sit on it than eat it. So <laughs> yeah. So uh, when did you? When exactly did you get an OnlyFans? How old were you? Um. So I started OnlyFans. Um. When I started dance a little bit after when I started dancing, and then. Um, life just got kind of busy and I ended up quitting and I was like, oh, I don't really want to do OnlyFans anymore. So I deleted it. And then I just restarted it maybe a month or two ago. Mm-hmm. So I'm new at it again, but I've done it before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. New, but an old pro. Yes. <laughs> What's your OnlyFans name? Um, oh God, I have to think of it. I think it's WillowVanillo33. But if you go to my Instagram, Willow underscore Vanillo. You can find it on there. I, I don't know if you can link it on yeah. the description or not. But <laughs> oh, I know. I'll. I don't know if, about the OnlyFans, but I think I could link your Instagram for okay. sure. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I will do that. Um, you know, we'll definitely get people to your OnlyFans. Yeah. You freaks. Come see me. Get on this shit. <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> but um, all right. So, we, what's like one of the weirdest requests you ever had on your OnlyFans? Hmm. You know, foot fetish ones are fairly common. That's not weird. It's That's like not normal. that weird to me anymore. A lot of people I have think a foot it's fetish. weird. No, I'm just kidding. Do you? No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. Fuck me. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck me with your feet. Yeah. <laughs> Specifically. Foot job. Uh, no. Um. I think that the weirdest one is like, um, I didn't personally do this one, but the weirdest one that I've heard is like squishing worms with your feet. People really get off on that kind of stuff, but I can't, I can't hurt worms like that. But, um, yeah, I don't know. Why not? not? uh, That'd make me too sad. That'd make me too sad to hurt a worm like that and kill it with my feet. They're just like invertebrates or they have backs. I don't know. Do they? I don't know. I don't know if a word has a spinal cord. I don't know. I mean, they obviously know what they're doing here on Earth, so they must be kind of conscious. I don't know. <laughs> That's true. Oh, oh my God. This one's kind of funny. Um, so after I had my, my child, um, you get a lot of requests for, like, used panties, used bras, um, used socks, um, shoes, things like that. And so... This I don't know if this is like gonna come off as gross, but like a lot of people love like the breast milk in your bra and like buying your bra from that, right? But like when you leak? Yeah, like when you leak where you can like you know, like squeeze your boobs and like the breast milk comes out, you know? <laughs> but my problem was like my breast milk ran out like two weeks after I had my child, right? Oh shit. So I still wanted that to sell the breast milk. That wouldn't be good right now because we're on a we're in a shortage of that shit. I know the formula. Yeah, but anyway, so keep going. <laughs> but so what I would do is I would take formula and I would like sprinkle it into my bra and then sell it that way, and they don't know the difference. So <laughs> you were cutting the you were cutting the titty milk on the bra with formula. <laughs> they still loved it. <laughs> uh, I know, I know. <laughs> You're like a drug dealer. I like know. Cutting the cocaine with like baby powder or whatever they cut it with. <laughs> At least it's not fentanyl. It's not harming Jesus, anyone. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. Another one that I, I haven't personally done, but I've heard about is selling your farts. So you fart in a jar mm. and then you sell that jar to people. For that's, sure. That's a pretty big one, I guess. You've never been asked to do that? I haven't been asked to do that. No. W- would you do it? Yeah, I think so. Why not? <laughs> I, I was watching this interview with this girl. She sells her farts. She places one single rose petal in each in each jar because it like holds the stink in yeah it kind of captures the smell yep i've heard that <laughs> you want that good stink when you're <laughs> uh you know it's it's so funny but like you never really want to like yuck someone's yum because even like the foot fetish the foot fetish one was really weird to me are you okay over there? <laughs> I was handing him this. So okay. But the foot fetish one was really weird to me, like, before I started dancing, before, you know, it kind of becomes normalized. But I was even talking with someone the other day how in your brain, the center that um, accepts, like, the nerve, like, how you're feeling, like, the nerves for your feet is super close to where it accepts pleasure. So sometimes those nerves just kind of, like, mingle across a little bit because they're so close. And... That's why a lot of people have foot fetishes because it's just so close in their brain. It's oh. kind of like commingling. You could say that about anything in your brain. Your brain's like this big. It's oh, like, I know, you know but they're little neighbors. Like, <laughs> you know, it's like, yo, my brain's so close to this over here. But I feel what you're saying, you know. But um, 
I, I've also heard that like, like ancient Chinese shit, like your feet basically are the gateway to all of your body. Oh yeah. You know, so like if like a part of your feet is fucked up, like you a part of your body's fucked up, you could like do something to some of your feet and it'll it'll solve it. I don't know. I'm, I've I'm heard an that idiot. Too. Yeah. I don't know if it's true, but I've yeah. heard it. <laughs> Talk to your local like Chinese like physician. <laughs> I'll get right on that. <laughs> exactly right, mailing. Um, but yeah, so um, getting back into OnlyFans. So, what's uh? So you quit. You got back into it. Um, what does your mom and dad think of you having an OnlyFans and being a stripper? Um, that's a good question. I'm very open about this. Um, I haven't talked to my parents in five or six years. They're very, very racist, very homophobic, and I'm queer, and Damn. you know, generally, they're just not great people. What's that? What is queer? Um, queer is kind of a blanket term, um, so kind of like giving you like the basic rundown. Um, no, I want the full The full rundown? How full long do we have? <laughs> hours. We've got a podcast going. This is what a podcast is for. <laughs> so, me personally, I'm pansexual. So, pansexual, oh, I'm sorry. That's cool. Pansexual is, um, I don't, I'm not just attracted to just men or just women or both. Um, both would be bisexual. I am more attracted to just the person on the inside versus what's, what they have for genitalia or like what they look like in, in person, if that makes sense. So, um, totally. What's that? Totally. Yeah, yeah. So, like, um, I mean, that covers people who are trans, non-binary. Um, unfortunately, I can be attracted to people who are asexual, which means that they, for lack of a better term, like, have almost no sex drive, you know? Have you so, ever been in a relationship with an asexual person? No, I haven't. What about, like, a trans person? Um, not a relationship, but I've I've had, like, a... Friends with benefits type thing with what? with a few people who are trans, yeah. Was it like man to woman or woman to man? Um, man to woman. Man to woman. Yeah. What? I mean, do you want to get into it? Do you mind if we get into it? Sure, I I don't mind. Yeah, it was a long time ago, but yeah, sure. sure. <laughs> so you were ha- you were having sex with with a man with a male to female that was trans that was transitioning or they were already transitioned. Um. So they were tr- they're transitioning. So she's a woman. Um, she was born with a penis. Um, but when you're transitioning as a trans person, you don't necessarily have to have like gender reassigning um, surgery to fully transition, if that makes sense. So um, some people are happy with the genitalia. Genitalia doesn't necessarily determine your gender and what's going on in your head sure. um, and how you feel and how you want to identify um, if that makes sense. For sure, for sure. Yeah. So, all right. So, they had a penis. Yeah. All right. Yeah, she had a penis. <laughs> I, just wanted, yeah. I, just wanted, I said they. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, they. no, it's she. okay. She. Um, I just want. I just definitely want to get into all that because some people are going to watch this and they'll be like, "Huh." What is what is that like? Yeah, you know, like some people are questioning their own sexuality and shit. You know, definitely, and that's all valid for sure. Um, so like, were they doing like the shots and shit in their leg or in their butt, like to like the the fucking? Oh yeah, the um, like the hormones. Yeah, were they doing that? Did you ever see um, them do that? So at that point in time, I think she is 
maybe now. I keep saying days. She's my bad. No, it's okay. It's okay. Um, I think as long as you like, you know, you're trying and uh, I can't speak for trans people, so I should just not say. But um, yeah, um, I don't really keep up with her anymore. Uh, we just kind of grew apart. There's nothing like big that, you know, you know, we just kind of grew apart. But I think she is now. When we were together, she was not. So she was just kind of figuring it out and she didn't really know if she wanted to keep her penis if she wanted to replace her hormones if she was just kind of happy with her normal hormones so she was kind of figuring it out at the time she knew she was a woman but yeah i mean you don't have to have a vagina to be a woman you know For sure <laughs> yeah no, when i was in college oh i got a, i got a few things on yeah about when i was in college i met the baddest girl low-key one time and then like a few days later I found out she was trans and the guy, and I, at one point, and I was like, she's still bad. Yeah. I was, still, I, I was like, she's still bad. No. <laughs> like, you were attracted to her before you knew, so. No, she was, like, so, she was, like, I don't, you know, like, I'm sure, I'm, I don't, I mean, I don't know what's going on in a person's head, but, like, you know, when you see a person, you could emulate something, like, you know, if you want to emulate, like, a rock star or, like, a rap star, you know, you could emulate a, a rap, um, like I'm a rap type pretty well like I'm sure I could emulate being another person pretty well you know when you see it yeah I don't know that makes sense it's crazy that shit's crazy you know I that's uh everyone is entitled to their own thing and I fuck with that exactly and I love that you fuck with that because that's exactly it and I mean your your gender doesn't define um your like how you feel on the inside like your your genitalia doesn't define that but i mean also like she also likes women but she doesn't like men and so she is a lesbian and i think that's also a little bit hard for people to kind of grasp it's like you know she was born with a penis but now she's a woman but she likes women so it makes her a lesbian but if you sit and think about it it really makes sense you know what i mean but i think like Especially if you've grown up with, like, very conservative parents. And when you first learn about it, you're kind of like, wait, so you have to kind of wrap your your brain around it. But um, it's really not too hard, though, you know? For sure. Yeah. Did you know that um, Trinidad, Colorado is the sex change capital of the world? Other no. Than, other than Bangkok? The first surgery oh. The what? The first surgery. The first surgery happened in Trinidad, Colorado. Oh, I didn't know that. That's cool. Yeah, most sex changes happen there. Hell yeah. Mm -hmm. Win for Colorado. Yep. (laughs) Um, All right, so getting out of that relationship, relationships or whatever, um, you know, like being a a dancer or whatever, like, uh, you know, I'm sure sure a lot of guys want to, like, meet you and take you out or whatever. Like, how is that to maneuver – Whenever that situation. Yeah, it it's a little tricky in the beginning because you don't know how to curb it, but still keep the money coming, you know? Because yeah. it's your job to entertain. It's your job to entertain mostly men, entertain um, a crowd, talk to man to man to man, talk to, you know, try to get dances. That's your job. Um, so I remember when I first started dancing, um, I kind of thought about like, okay, so what if someone asked for my number? What if someone asked me out on a date? What am I going to say? And I was like, I don't know. I'm just going to figure it out when it happens. So, um, I talked to this customer and he was like, let me take you out. I want to, um, I want you to come to my house and then we're going to walk my dogs. And which like, first of all, like, no, I'm going to murder you. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) And, um, I was like, 
frozen for a second. I was like, oh my God, shit, what do I say? And I was like, yeah, let's do that. And I just kind of like had a moment where I was like, okay. So I gave him my number and I was like giving him my number. And I was like, I don't know how to get out of this. Oh my God, I don't want to give him my number. Oh my God, you know? So I gave him my number. Next day he called me. I just like blocked him right away. And then he was kind of a regular at the club too. And I didn't know it at the time. Mm -hmm. So then he kept being like, come here, come talk to me. And I'd be like, ah, okay, hang on one second. And I just like walk away. So I just basically ended up ignoring him. Um, Yeah, that was a learning moment too. Um, Now um, it kind of depends on like the vibe that I get from the person. So most of the time I just say like, I don't do that. You know, you can just enjoy your time here in the club and um, have a good time. And then let's just leave it at that. Um, If I think I can get more money out of them, sometimes I'm just like, well, I don't really get my number out because it's technically soliciting, which is illegal. So why don't you just follow me on Instagram and then we can just DM and then I just never talk to them again, you know? Mm. Put them in the general, <laughs> not the primary. Yeah, exactly. Yikes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, what's the what's the most money you've ever gotten out of a guy? Oh, um yeah. So I've worked like private events, um, which basically is like a guy or multiple guys can hire me to come to like uh, poker, poker nights, um, like fundraisers. Um, some guys like just pay a bunch of girls to like go out to eat with them. And I think the most that I ever made on one night was like $12,000, um, from one, one guy. Wow. All cash. All cash. Allegedly. All, all cash, but I pay my taxes. So it's not allegedly. All cash. (laughs) And it was, you're welcome. Yes. Wow. Yeah. Um, So, uh, you know what's what's kind of that night like when you made twelve thousand dollars in a night? Yeah, that was um that was a fun night. It was funny though because there were a couple other dancers and some of the girls I knew from like the club I worked at and a couple of the other clubs I've been at. Um, some of them I didn't know, and the guy was like very purposely trying to create drama with us girls. Which strippers are actually like for the most part really cool with each other. We don't generally have a ton of drama between each other as long as you follow like stripper etiquette but um yeah so he was like he was like trying to create drama with us so he's like paying this girl six grand paying this girl two grand paying me 12 pay like paying different amounts you know what i mean because he was trying to get us to start fighting with each other and we're we're just kind of like okay well we're all getting paid really well to go eat dinner you know what I mean? We're literally getting to eat dinner for free. We're all getting paid. Like, you don't think he was off of how bad you guys were? You guys were just like, he was like, yo, the, the, he was like the the, the ugly the ugly Reginald Charles over there gets fifty dollars. <laughs> no, I I don't know. I mean, maybe that's what he was thinking. But all those girls were bad that night. They're all baddies. So they're all baddies. Yeah, I, I don't. It's stripper know. etiquette to say they're all baddies. No, no. Some strippers are weird. You could say that, that some strippers are, like, are pretty ugly? Um, I would say that, okay, personally, for me, I never say another woman is ugly. Like, Fair. Like, I have a type myself, and I know what I think is objectively attractive. What's but, that? Uh, what's that? What's, what's your, like, dream, dream woman? <laughs> um, I think that, for me, it's a lot more of a vibe. But I would definitely say, like, you know, maybe, like, long hair, brunette or blonde. Um, 
uh, I, I don't really have like a physical type, you know, but I do know objectively attractive when I see it. And especially being in my industry, it's easy to like you get really good at being like, oh, she kind of has, has like a stripper look versus like a normal everyday look. You know what I mean? You like you like the normal everyday look or the stripper look? I like them both. You like I them like both. them both. Because yeah. you kind of just you, you were just like yeah she has blonde hair. You kind of just describe <laughs> yourself. You were like she has blonde hair. She's like no. five five ten. She's like uh. uh no no no. I just I don't know. It's hard like being pansexual. I don't really have like a physical type. Um, like especially if you've looked at. The last couple people I've dated, they all look drastically different from each other, you right, know? I got a good question. Yeah. What's the biggest guy you've ever hooked up with? Biggest, like, penis size? No, like, biggest, or, like, like <laughs> biggest, like, what, biggest, like, fattest. Ah, uh, biggest guy? Maybe, like... Because the big brothers need loving, too. Yeah. Shout out my big guys. Drop a chat. <laughs> drop a comment in the chat. Yeah. Uh, if you can make me laugh, that's good brownie points. They, uh, love, they love the brownies. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and big women need loving too. Let's not forget those those big women. Oh they yeah, love that. Uh, yo, yeah. hit up my. Let's fuck. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, with your feet. <laughs> mm. uh, no, I think um, biggest guy I've hooked up with just happened to be maybe around like 300 pounds. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Like the size doesn't really matter for me. You know. I mean. It's just an interesting. It's just an interesting thing. I'd say the biggest girl I've ever hooked up with was probably like three hundred pounds. Oh yeah, yeah. <sighs> Sadly yeah. to say, three hundred pounds. Three hundred? Yeah. Would you go bigger? Oh, fuck. Seven hundred pounds of like <laughs> TLC shit. <laughs> uh, she's like, I'm on like six hundred pound sisters or whatever it is. <laughs> half pound sister. Half pound. Hey, if there's a connection, there's a connection. That's what matters to me, you know? You know what's crazy? None of those girls on that show are single. All those big girls have boyfriends. That's true. And they're all enablers. They're all enablers. I like, bet they're freaks. Probably. Maybe. I don't know. They're like, put me on my side. and Do, do have your way with me. You know, uh, a really funny story I heard about like a person who's bigger and then a person who's smaller. I just heard this. Um, the girlfriend asked the boyfriend to like get on top of her, have sex with her, and let go of all his weight because she wanted to know if he dies on top of me, can I get out? <laughs> well, isn't she all big? What's that? Wait, she was all, wait. He was big or she was big? He was big. Oh, word. Okay. She was small. Okay. So she wanted to go on bottom okay. with him on top, release all his weight, like dead weight on her. Yeah. Because she was like, I want to know if I can get out if you die on top of me. Yeah. <laughs> That's some like, have you seen that movie where that happens? It's like, no. it's, fuck, I forget what it's called, but like this, they're like doing some like bondage shit. And, uh, and, uh, I think, I think, I think he dies. <gasps> or she game. Dies. Yeah. Yeah. Someone dies. Who is it's the man or the woman the, that dies? The man, he has a heart attack. Yeah, and she's, yeah. like, there stuck. Yes, she's there stuck, and she's starting to have, like, hallucinations, and I think, like, a wolf comes in or something. Yeah, some yeah. shit like that. Yikes. Yeah, definitely. Yikes. You that's ever, scary. Yeah, that's that's definitely very scary. <laughs> uh, oh. Um, you ever do any bonnet shit on OnlyFans? Um, I haven't yet on this one. Um, I, okay, so I've tied my, this sounds so funny now, but I've tied myself up. And taking pictures, like, alone. like Sounds dangerous. A little bit. You just tie it a little loose, you know? Just make sure you can get out of it. Yeah. But um, I plan to do bondage stuff on my OnlyFans. That's coming up for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, 
All right, do you have any brothers and sisters? I have two sisters, yeah. Okay. No brothers. Two sisters. Um, two sisters, are they older or younger? Um, I have one older and one younger, and my younger sister also dances too. So, um, yeah, they both live in L.A., both of them. Um, she dances in L.A. a little bit too, but then she comes out here and flies out and um, dances usually like one one weekend every month. She'll, she's out here. Yeah. Um, are you pretty close with them? Yeah, super close. But yeah, but not your parents. No, not my parents. No, none of us are really close with them because they're just they're just weird. You know, I'm not. I'm really not down with like the racist, homophobic thing, and they're very about that. So, um, yeah, unfortunately, that's the path that they have chosen in their life, and I've come to terms with it. I have no regrets cutting communication off with them. Um, They've tried to reach back out a couple times in my life or a couple times in my life since I've cut them off. And um, they're just, they're not coming back, you know. Um, They're just not good people. So you want to fill your life with people who are good for you, people who are going to bring you up and not drag you down to hell, you know. (laughs) Does that fucking make you feel bad, though, that you'll never, like, you think you'll ever get back in contact with your parents? Oh, no, never. No. And... I, I think that there's also a stigma of, like, if you stop communication with your parents that you're going to feel awful forever. You're going to regret it. You're going to be on your deathbed and be like, oh, my God, I never talked to them again. But the fact of the matter is that if if they're horrible, horrible people, why do you need them in your life, you know? And, like, truly, I, I did have maybe about a couple years where I was sad about it and, like, wish that they would change so I could add them back in my life but they haven't changed they're not going to change um you know it just is what it is and you have to keep moving on with your life and if you're thinking about cutting off someone toxic in your family just I mean think about it but maybe just do it because I'm very happy without them in my life and I was very not happy with them in my life Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. do you ever want to have kids um, I have one kid already. Oh yeah. Um, I high. what's that? Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. It's the where's the where's your where's the dad? Um, he's just not in the picture, which is totally fine with me. Um, yeah, he just doesn't really, uh, doesn't really participate, and that's kind of all there is to it. So, yeah. Yeah. Do you want to have more? I think I would like to. Um, I think I would like to. I'm open to it. Uh, I guess it just depends on, you know, if the right person walks in, if that happens, if, if it happens, it happens. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so you're 24 now. Yeah. So going forward in your life, you know, what's, what's the average, uh, lifetime, you know, not lifetime, uh, work, work lifetime of a stripper, you know, we <laughs> just die at 29. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you know what I mean? Like workforce lifetime. <laughs> I know what you mean. Um, that's an interesting question, actually. The oldest successful dancer that I know is 38. She has a banging body. Super, super hot. Super fuckable. Very hot. Like, she is very good at her job. She's very good on the pole. Very good, like, talking with people. She'll be doing this at least 10, 15 more years if she wants to. 45-year-old stripper. She could do it. Jennifer Aniston type. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, A lot of people end up getting out around like 30-ish. It also depends on, you know, if you have kids, if you you can handle it mentally. 
um, after a while, and it just depends on it depends on your life. But uh, I don't really feel like there's an age where you have to stop. You know? How long do you think you'll go? Um. Uh. Okay. So I have a I have a goal. I want to grow my OnlyFans within the next year where I'm living off of my OnlyFans and then going into the club when I want to or maybe like maybe like once or twice a month kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I also have some plans for uh, owning property and then renting it out too. So uh, I think it's good to diversify how you're getting income, how you're bringing that in. Um, I am a big advocate for sex work, but I think that it's also good to have some income coming in that's not sex work. Uh, we're also heading, we're, we're in a recession right now uh, in the start of one, and the club's going to be hit by that. It doesn't mean that it's not going to still be livable money, but uh, so to answer your question, uh, sorry, ADHD, but uh, to answer your question, I would like to stop dancing for the most part, maybe around like 30, but I'm also okay if, I go past that. I'm very okay with that. I love dancing. It, I can handle it mentally. I've got the the hustle for it. So if I am doing this for a while, that's totally fine. Yeah. I think that's the, kind of the beauty of making content, though. You know, when you make content when you're uh, 24 or 23, it kind of lives on forever. Yeah. You know, you're always going to get those new people that, you know, are just kind of finding out about you. So Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah that's kind of the, the, new, the new beauty of sex work online. Definitely. And yeah. there's a lot of people who are into, like, women in their 30s, 40s, 50s. So um, not everyone is into, like, the 20-year-old, 25-year-old look, um, yeah. which is great because then there's variety. For sure. I, you yeah. know, I'd be lying if I didn't say it. I've definitely looked up on the Pornhub search, grannies. <laughs> uh, never yuck someone's yum. <laughs> Yo, just... You guys never just did a fucked up Google. What's the worst thing you've ever? What's you? You look at porn, obviously, right? Yeah. Everyone looks at porn. Yeah. What's the worst porn search you've ever looked up? Okay, I will say I didn't search this specifically, and I should say that I have had sex with someone who's old enough to be my father, older than my father. So I can't yuck your yum, you know. Um, but okay, I was on Twitter one time and I was like scrolling and I follow a lot of like porn accounts and like people who do OnlyFans on Twitter and I just like to see like what other people are doing and you know, whatever. And um, yeah, I saw this video and I wasn't necessarily into it, but I, it was one of those things like I couldn't stop watching it because I was like, what am I watching? And it was a grandpa, but it was obviously like a 30 year old guy dressed up as a grandpa. And the granddaughter, who is obviously, like, also 30, but dressed up as, like, like maybe, like, 18. And she's like, oh, Grandpa, what are you doing? She's, like, on the ground in her hands and knees and, like, in a skirt. He's lifting up her skirt with his cane. And then they had sex. And I was like, what the hell am I watching? Damn. <laughs> so you were – so that's the weirdest – that's your weirdest search? I didn't search for that specifically, but I think that's the weirdest thing I've seen online for me. I feel like that's not even that weird. You don't I, think so? Most, what what most about things, you? Most things online nowadays are like stepdad, stepmom, like that's so like common that. now, though. But that's like this. It's like kind of like just one generation above it. It's like step grandpa. I, you know, and it's it's interesting because I get that in the club in real life where. 
guys will be like, oh my God, you look like my niece. And then they'll go get a dance with you. And it's like, okay. Jesus Christ. <laughs> you know, like you look like my daughter. You look like my niece. You look like my granddaughter, you know, like. <laughs> it's like, let's get your ass closer to my face in private. Yes. <laughs> Damn. Uh, yeah, exactly. Um, and it's kind of fucked up. Um, can I swear in here? I think I've been you swearing. You can fucking say whatever you want. Okay, I think I've been swearing. Yeah. So um, it's kind of fucked up because, like, I have a trick for that when a guy does say something like that. Like, oh, you look so young. You look like my daughter or niece or whatever. I mentioned something about how long I've been dancing. And, like, when was your first time in a club? And they'll be like, oh, 10 years ago. And I always gear the gear the conversation toward like a number of years ago and they'll say like 10 years ago 20 years ago and i'm like oh i wasn't even allowed in a club at that time and that always sells them on a dance i'm like you want to go do a dance and they're always like yes it's it's fucked up because it's fucked up but it works it's like that weird like um you know i think i think guys always want to teeter that line of hooking up with someone younger yeah definitely or like barely like you know, teetering on that barely legal age or whatever. Yep, that's very common. <laughs> you know, um, that's sus. You know, you guys, chill. Yeah, chill. <laughs> but, um, you know, in other countries, though, like other countries, they'll have marriages that, like, when they're, like, 15, 14. Like, yeah. like they'll be fucking arranged and shit. Like, your parents are mm-hmm. like, yo, I want you to fuck this girl because she gave me, because her dad is my business partner. Like shit like that. Yeah, I mean, uh, I, don't get me wrong. I'm definitely not advocating it. I'm just profiting off of a system that is already in place, you know? Yeah. But, like, obviously that kind of situation, not cool. That kid's a child. Don't fuck children, you know? Yeah, don't. Yeah. yeah. That, God, God, do not fuck children. What the fuck? Do not fuck. We're not. That's not what we're advocating for. Uh, yeah. Like, 18 is like, yo, 18, it's 15, chill, but like, 16, yo, chill. Personally, me, I think that 18-year-old is still a child. I said 18. Oh, yeah. I, word. I, per- I mean, unless you're, like, 19 and you're hooking up with an 18-year-old, that's different than, like, a 30-year-old man wanting to be with, like, an 18-year-old. To me, that's a red flag. It's like, why can't you get someone your own age, you know? Yeah. My yeah. dad is 10 years older than my mom. But when did they meet, though? Oh, when they were, like, 30. See, that's fine. Oh, my dad was, like, 40, I guess. If she's 30, he's 40, that's, I mean, like, you know what I mean? Like, when you're 18, there's such a difference between 18 and, like, 29. But if you're 30. If you're 0 and 10. Yeah. It's so, like, it's so different yeah. than 30 and 40, 40 <laughs> and, you know what I mean? That's very different. Yeah, 10 and, tw- 10 and 20 <laughs> yes. is different as fuck. Like, chill as fuck. Yeah. Like, yo, what the fuck? Exactly. But if you. 30 and 40 is, like. Exactly. You're an adult. You know what you're doing. Uh, you're dating another adult. That's okay. That's very different. <laughs> What's the youngest age difference? What's the youngest guy you've ever hooked up with? You said um, you, oldest was like 90. You didn't hook up with him. You went on a date with 59. him. 59. I didn't hook up with the 90-year-old. That would have been crazy. Uh, Who'd have been like... I know. Definitely doing the the honey pack. Off the honey pack. What's that? You know what the honey pack is? No. It's the newest... Well, it just got banned by the FB- FDA, but it's the newest form of Viagra that's just hitting the black market. It's fire. I have. It's, it's fucking, fire. He knows. It's fucking, so, like, it's just, like, it's this little, it looks like a, a go-gurt. looks like a go-gurt pack. Yeah. And you, it's, like, Viagra honey. You slurp that shit up. Allegedly, you're fucking for hours. Allegedly. So, how do you allegedly know this? It was available at your local 7-Eleven. Oh, Yeah. 
His friend told him. Yeah. Yeah. But <laughs> it just got banned. But um, he definitely uh, would have been off that shit. Yeah. I, I think about, like, how interesting that would have been. Um, and the person that I did sugar with, he was he's very narcissistic, very self-centered. He is one of those guys that's very disconnected from reality. Like, he he truly thinks that he's so nice, cool, and hot. Like, what would he do to you, like, to make you feel like that? Just, um, like, okay, so, for example... Uh, one time we were at like a, a street market or something and he started, okay, this what is, is a, that like a flea market. Um, kind of oh, like, like food. Like food. Uh, word. Yeah. Like food. And so there's a bunch of people walking around. It's very popular, crowded before COVID. And, um, he was a 59 year old at the time. He was a 59 year old, very white guy. Right. And he starts like rapping, uh, in public. He's and, well. like, doing, like, the yo, yo, yo kind of thing. And I was so embarrassed. I was like, please shut the fuck up. You're like, I'm buying watermelon right now. Stop. <laughs> like, literally, like, I'm buying fucking, like, chill. <laughs> like. Was this in New Mexico or Colorado? This was in New Mexico. Oh, so they got, like, what do they got in New Mexico? Like, they got, like, I don't even know what the fucking hot crop is. Corn. They got hella corn. Yeah, yeah. Lots of corn. Lots yeah. of good food. Lots of good food. Yeah. yeah. In Colorado, it's fucking... I feel like it's like green chilies, watermelon, pumpkin. Yeah. Right? Fucking that's what we're selling this they've shit. They've got out a of. lot of like the red chilies, green chili. Yeah, they've they've got really good food. And oh my god, I was so embarrassed. But just stuff like <sighs> like he would kind of make fun of his friends for being really old and like not really with it. But then he was not with it. You know, and he was old, you know? Really? So fifty nine. Like, yeah. Well seasoned. <laughs> well seasoned okay i will say though he was 59 but he looked more like 75 you know damn that's a hard life yeah yes are these guys in the club are they doing drugs a lot of them are yeah what kind of drugs mostly cocaine cocaine mostly yeah dude you ever tried you ever tried cocaine i i'm not um i get very paranoid with like a lot of different drugs um i don't know even if i have like like, I don't really love smoking, but eventually, like, sometimes I like, um, but it's totally fine if you do it. I, oh, no, it I've just makes me paranoid, you know? <laughs> uh, but uh, even if I have, like, an edible at home, I'll literally, like, lock my doors and lock my windows and, like, make sure no one can break in. Because I get so paranoid. I don't, I don't understand it, but I don't really get, like, super drunk or do any drugs at work. You ever done cocaine or anything, any drugs like that? Um, I have done, I think, LSD. You think LSD? How the fuck do you think (laughs) LSD? I'm pretty, I've done LSD and I fucking know I was fucking on LSD. (laughs) Because I think it it was laced with, uh, it was laced with weed. So I'm pretty sure it was LSD. Wait, you mean the weed was laced with LSD, not that LSD was laced with weed. Yeah, the weed was laced with LSD. LSD was like, it's like a, yeah, okay, I feel you. I, I said that so backward, <laughs> yeah. but yeah, I was smoking weed and I was like 16 and I think it was LSD that I was laced with because like, oh my God, I got very paranoid. Like to me, demons were like coming out of the speaker of the car and like my friend's faces were changing and like, I don't know. It was weird. It was a bad trip. <laughs> Damn, where was that? Uh, this was in Minnesota. I was like 16 when it happened. Yeah. 
Wow. Yeah. So then I didn't have any weed for like a very long time. And I was like, oh, my body just doesn't react well to weed. And then like I found out later that weed doesn't make you do that. And I was like, oh, it was probably something else. And I, yeah, I was very, very sheltered. <laughs> wow. Um, Yeah. Yeah. What do you think it is? This guy's a drug expert over here, allegedly. Just no. <laughs> All allegedly. <laughs> I don't know what it was. You tell me. I I don't know. Like if you're talking about hallucinogen, like I mean, it could have been like PCP or like. Uh, Jesus. A lot of times they act in the different countries. They'll dip their cigarettes in PCP. Oh yeah. Like yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It could have been. Yeah. PCP's fire. Yeah. It was very intense. It was very intense. Like, like um, I was in my friend's car and he was driving. Bad mistake. But I was 16. And so we're all, like, hotboxing the car. We're all getting high. And then I remember, like, the demons coming out of the speaker. And then all of a sudden we were, like, at his house. And then all of a sudden I was, like, at the gym. And I was like, what just happened? Like, like I lost, like, chunks of time with it, you know? Damn, that's crazy. Yeah. Damn. It was sketchy. <laughs> Damn, yeah. Shout out all my something PCP else. users. Yeah, Yo, if you're on, <laughs> it was if, something. If you're on PCP right now, drop a comment in the chat right now. Yeah. Let okay. me know what you think it was laced with. Because I don't know. Damn, that's fire. <laughs> uh, I never smoked with that friend ever again, though. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't either. Yeah. Um. So what about... Uh, all right. So in the future, you want to definitely get into more OnlyFans and stuff. You know, do you have like a like a plan of attack? Like, what's what's what are you gonna what are you gonna do to expand your OnlyFans, uh, you know, like kingdom? Yeah. Um. So, uh, kind of like what we were talking about a little bit earlier, just staying consistent. Um. I think that really helps. Um. I have uh, an Instagram, a Twitter, a Reddit. Um, and then, you know, even just like talking to people in the club about it, a lot of people sign up that way. So, um, just being consistent, posting even on like the PG sites, like Instagram, you know, um, just kind of gets your face out there. And, uh, I think people, you know, once they see your face a couple times and see in different outfits and see in the club, they're kind of like, Oh, you know, who's that? And then they, you know, they get a little curious about, uh, your vibe and, you know, they go to your profile, click on the link and then. Um, you know, either they're going to like my OnlyFans or not. So, yeah, mm-hmm. that's kind of it. Just stay consistent, post, let people know about it. And um, a lot of, like, dancing is very good for, for OnlyFans, definitely. Sorry, guys. Fucking someone had to leave. Anyway, getting <laughs> right back into it. All right, so getting back into your story, um, how many places have you stripped before? Um, I've... I've danced in a couple different cities. So I've danced in Chicago, Atlanta, um, Denver, Colorado Springs, Dallas, and um, and I'm doing Vegas next week. Really? So six places, six or seven. Why why travel? It's just better money. Um. Yeah. You know, it's it's uh it's very normal to travel as a stripper. It's very normal to club hop too. Um. And I think it's good too because. I mean, I I started at one very small club, and I stayed there way longer than I should have. And once I left, I was like, wow, my vibe does so much better here. Even the outfits that I wear, just for some reason, like the crowd at different clubs, like you can either be attracted to or you're kind of like, oh, this isn't really like my fit. So the money's much better if it's your, if it's your vibe. Um, 
Atlanta's really fun to dance in. Atlanta's like Atlanta's like a booty shaking club, you know? That's the whole town. It's like the BBL women are there and um you know yeah. there's the gentlemen clubs that typically hire more of like the skinny blonde white women. Um oh, I'm sorry. Um and, you know, they're not really that into, like, twerking. Some clubs are even, like, you can't twerk. That's not allowed. But then, like, the more, like, urban clubs and, like, the BBL clubs and the clubs that hire, like, thicker women that are more, like, diverse, those are the really fun ones to dance at. Sometimes you don't make as much money, but they're really fun. So, yeah, it's just kind of good to get a different vibe, see different places, um, go to different clubs, and sometimes you you find a club that you're like, I really like being here. And sometimes you're like, oh, this is fine. So why not go to a club that you love being there? You know, mm-hmm. you just got to find it. Sure. Um, you know, other than twerking, like what's, what's your dance style? Um, I like pole work. I'm still, I'm still learning. It's a lot of upper body strength, but um, yeah, I do this one thing, this one thing at my home club, which is in Colorado Springs, Deja Vu. And they have um, the pole that goes up, and then there's a bar that the pole is set on, and then there's a space between the bar. So you climb up the pole, and then you can either wrap your fingers or wrap your arm around it, and you let go of the pole completely, and you can, like, twerk in the air. So I think that's really fun. I like that. What do you mean a space between the, that and the bar? Like a like a serving bar where they serve drinks? Yo, my cat is going crazy. I'm going to spray her with this shit. Oh. It's easy. <laughs> Don't spray her. Stop. <laughs> Uh, no, it's like a an actual bar, like a, a wooden plank. Um, so like the the pole um, has to be situated between something and, and screwed in and mounted. So it's mounted on this pole or this bar, like a wooden. Uh, does that make sense? Like a wooden, um, like a basically think of a log yeah. that'll serve its purpose. Okay. But so the log is up there, but then there's a space between the log and the ceiling. Oh. So you can wrap your arm around it. And you can like, um, I've seen girls wrap their feet around it and like go upside down on there and then like climb down the pole backwards. So how many uh, feet in the air is that? Uh, oh, that one is so low. That one, it's not very, it's not very high. Maybe eight, nine feet. It's, so it's low. You ever seen someone fall? Yeah, I've fallen. <laughs> Eight feet? Yeah. It it hurts. <laughs> what was that like? Um, I've done it a couple times. So the first time that I did it, I was super embarrassed. I was like, oh, my God, I can't believe that just happened. Like, I went off stage and cried, right? And I was like, oh, my God. You fell on your I, face? Um, I fell. That one was on my back. And it didn't hurt as much because you're just so embarrassed, you know? But... Uh, I mean, I've fallen a couple times. Sometimes I've been a little bit drunk. Sometimes you just slip. If you even have, like, like oil from your skin, that can make you slip on the pole. So, like, you're not allowed to put, like, lotion on your legs when you're dancing. Um, like, even sweat sometimes, like, will make you slip. So, sometimes it just happens. It's not really that big of a deal. Wow. Yeah, it hurts. <laughs> um. You ever seen anyone like really like take a bad spill like just, just like hit their head, crack their head open, oh. bleeding? Um, maybe die. <laughs> yeah, every night someone dies. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. We'll get into that. No. Jesus Christ! Hold up, my cat is okay. fucking. Zizi, I'm gonna spray you with this bottle. <laughs> All right, so back into it. Yeah. Um. 
Yeah, so I I haven't seen anyone fall and like hit their head or anything like that. But um, some funny things that have happened. Okay, uh, sometimes like if you if you look at my shoe right now, they have like. Don't look up there. It's not free right now. But <laughs> they have like the strap here. Um, I don't know if they can see that on camera. But they have like okay. Imagine this is your foot, right? These are your toes. This is like your leg up here. So they have the strap down here but they don't have a strap around like your ankle. Um, so if you're wearing shoes like that, uh, I've seen people kick their shoes off on accident when they're dancing on stage. Um, I've, I've seen people spinning around on the pole and their heel. <laughs> <I've>, <laughs> His cat's going crazy. It's hilarious. I, I kind of fuck with it. She's so cute. She has the zoomies. Yeah, she has the zoomies. But right. yeah, I've seen um, a girl spinning around on the pole and her heel, like the stiletto part, some guy was sitting at the tip rail, so right by the stage, and her heel went right along his neck like that. And he didn't bleed or anything. He was okay, but he was like gasping and he got the wind knocked out of him. That was that was pretty crazy. Um, yeah. Sounds like a scary movie. Like you're like in a strip club and she's like... <laughs> Uh, yeah, that, that definitely would be very scary. Um, one time I was walking and I totally fell off of like, like the flooring had kind of, uh, a part that like dipped down a little bit and, um, I wasn't looking where I was going. I was talking to someone behind me and I totally fell and I was holding that person and I literally dragged them down with me and the whole club like saw it. It was very embarrassing. The Music, security like, stopped up. Yeah. <laughs> it was kind of like that. It was it was very embarrassing. But what are you going to do? You just get back up and go on with your life. It's whatever. Everyone falls. <laughs> mm-hmm. What's like what's like one of like the most fucked up things like one of your clients or guys you've been dancing on like ever done to you? Um, hmm. If you like feel comfortable talking about it cuz like I've talked to some girls that are just like they've been violated, violated like, yeah. you know. I mean, it, it happens. So um, one thing that's kind of hard about stripping is we have a lot of influx of, we call them TikTok girls, right? So it's girls that go on TikTok and they see all the highlights of strippers, like posting like they're making 10 grand in a night and like every night's amazing and every night they're leaving with like garbage bags full of cash and like that's very untrue. And like the least I've ever left with in the club is a negative $120. So like we are not walking out of the Why club. Negative? Um, negative because I pay the club to work. So, uh, depending on the club, we have what's called house fees. So, um, like my home club, every single night that I work, I pay $160 to the club. And that's not even counting like tipping the DJ, tipping the bartenders, tipping, um, security who walks you to and from your car. Um, you have to tip all those people too. So, um, I didn't make enough to cover my, it's happened a couple times. It, it just happens. You don't make enough to cover your house fee and you leave in the negative. Why is that? You think guys, you think it's cause your part or their part? It could be whatever, you know, if you're, if your vibe is kind of off, if you are in a bad mood, that can affect it. Um, that night that I left with negative 120, it was just, no one came in. No one came in to spend money. So um, I think a lot of the the TikTok girls that come in think the club is always popping. People are always in there. It's always super busy. 
And a lot of times you're just kind of sitting waiting for people to come in and then you'll make most of your money within like two or three hours. But you have to kind of sit and wait for those two or three hours, you know? Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Um, So like, you know, like I've talked... I've talked to like other other dancers and stuff. You know, when you do the private dances, you know, a lot of people, I guess, I've heard they feel like entitled, like sexual shit, like sexual favors. You know, have you ever like experienced like like something like that where it just like went too far or something like that? Yeah, I mean, a lot of people try to try to get it to go that far. A lot of people are like, "Oh, why don't you just do this, this, and this to me?" Or, "Can I do this to you?" And you know, as long as you're you're comfortable with your boundaries, um, it's for the most part, pretty easy to say, like, no, we're not doing that. Um, I I do know people who have been violated before. Um, it Unfortunately, it's a danger in the industry. But, um, yeah, men, don't be shitty. Respect our boundaries. It happens, though. For sure. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, what's, like, the grimiest thing you ever seen <laughs> pop off in a club? Like, even if it's not involving you... Grimiest thing? I mean, there's a lot of clubs that do have extras. So extras by meaning like sex, blowjobs, things like that. Oh, really? In, in Colorado? Um, It depends on who you talk to. Um, <laughs> talk to me. Uh, it depends. I mean, I'm never going to shame someone for doing that. If you want to do it, that's your business. I don't personally do that. But um, if you want to, that's your business. Give a blowjob. Um, yeah, if you want to give a blowjob for money, that's what you want to do, you know? Just because I'm not doing it doesn't mean that I'm any better than that person. So I just want to start that out with saying that disclaimer. Um, but when I worked in Atlanta, like, their whole VIP room is, you can tell, is designed for extras. You can tell it's set off to the side. Um, you can go, like, way back in there. The security does not check on you. There's no cameras. Like, you can tell that's what it's for, you know? Yeah, and some clubs are a little bit more, like, protective. And, like, I've worked at clubs where you can't even touch the person. Oh, yeah, like, really? on the arm or anything. And but, but you're dancing on them. You can't dance on them. Oh, you're, you're not, not allowed to. Oh, you like, dancing around them or yeah. near them. Yeah, it's kind of weird. Um, like, the customer is sitting here, and you're, like, here, dancing for them. But... If you come, if you touch them, even their arm or anything, the security will come back and yell at you. Oh wow! Yeah. Where is that? Um, that was TNT's uh, here in Colorado Springs. That was like the most strict club that I've been at, where they're like, like you know, even when you're you're talking with someone, you're all like, oh ha ha, you know, on their shoulder. Even that, they'd be like, don't touch them. And it's like, okay, you know, mm-hmm. I I won't. Okay, you can leave now. You know, um, they're very very strict about that. They're very. Um, they're very about that. It might have also been because I worked there, like, when COVID was a big thing. So they might have just been a little bit more mindful about that. Um, I'm not really sure. But that's the vibe that I got from them. Really? hmm Yeah, wow. It's it's funny that you call it extras. Is that what everyone calls it? Like, the strippers just call it ex- extras? Yeah. Yeah, that's, uh, that's a pretty industry... Um, industry gonna... well, like a well-known term in the industry. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people know them as extras. Um, what is like the craziest extra you've ever seen? Like like a fucking three-way or like like a gangbang or some shit? <laughs> uh, things like that don't really happen in the club. Like your fantasy may like 
believe you to think. Um, so typically, if if someone's doing an extra in the club, um, I guess I can't I can't speak for every stripper. I can't speak for every experience, but um, typically it's if a VIP area is kind of designed for it, so they can kind of hide it. Like they're not just like going out on the floor in front of everyone, like fucking. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but typically it's it's either like blowjob or sex in the back in the VIP room, and they pay the VIP room fee. And then they pay the girl usually a lot more money to do that too. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I've never I've never seen it um, with my own eyes because people are pretty good at like you know, you kind of know what's happening, but you don't really see it. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, mm-hmm. totally. Um, yeah, you know. So like, I went to this strip club one time in uh, Denver. I think uh, like. I don't. I, I want to say like hydrogenies or like some shit like that. I don't even know what the fuck it was called. Something uh, like that. Something yeah. like very masculine. It was like something weird as fuck. I was like, like I've never heard of that. It was like super weird. Like it was like super masculine. I was like, all right, this sounds like I. It's gonna be like nothing but grown men. Sounds like kind of like a gay club, but it was all women. Oh, okay. And uh, this girl, uh, she got my friend's uh, Venmo. Yeah. That that uh, off- is that is that usually a thing. It can happen. Um, I do cash app a lot. So, like, if people don't have cash, then um, they could go to the ATM, but it charges, like, a $7 fee. So, I'm like, if you just want to cash app me, that's fine. And so I've done that. Wow. Um, it, that kind of takes away, like, the allure of it, though. You know, you kind of want to throw ones or whatever, right? Or If you're making money, you're making money. <laughs> really? You'll go just as hard for a cash app as you do for... Yeah, I would prefer cash. Um, I would prefer cash, but if it means that I'm going to lose the sale, I I'll take it on Cash App. That's totally fine. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. For sure. So um, yeah, I guess I guess you know separating the virtual money from the real money. Like, what about like uh, separating like your real life from like your stripper life? How's how's that going? Yeah, it's um, it was something that I kind of struggled with in the beginning a lot. It was very um. You know, I didn't know if I wanted everyone to know I was a stripper. I didn't know if I wanted no one to know I was a stripper. Um, so I started just just my very, very close bubble, I told them. Um, and, you know, I've, I've gotten a lot of uh, support, and I've gotten some pushback from it. Mm-hmm. Um, so now everyone I know knows I'm a stripper. It's not a big deal to me now. Um the only time I really hide my real identity is just with like clients, um, people I work with, things like that, because it's not safe. It's, it's, um, it can be very dangerous for people to know your real name, um, you know, your date of birth, things like that. It's not safe. Um, but yeah, uh, you know, in the beginning I struggled a lot and now I have a very clear, it's almost like, you know, you do podcasts. I'm sure when you go to the grocery store, you're not using your podcast voice you're probably not telling every single person like i have a podcast i have a podcast maybe you are i don't know your life but i don't don't know if i have a podcast voice i think it's just like my regular voice you have a good podcast voice you think so yeah definitely oh wow definitely you don't even have your headphones on though so you don't even know what i sound like i had them on before though you did (laughs) like an hour you know you have a good memory yes but But, um, yeah you know i mean everyone has like a work work life and, um, you know, a personal life. And I would argue that the people who do, you know, like the people who do nine to fives and they have the, well, Karen, I was looking at our, our marketing, 
uh, report. And I really think that we need to be doing like that kind of voice. I would argue that they have more of a hidden identity than I do as a stripper. Um, cause I'm, I'm pretty real. Okay. I will say I'm pretty real. Uh, however, I do happen to lie a lot to my clients, but to my friends, I, I tell the truth. So <laughs> you think your clients will see this? Maybe. Hey, I might've <laughs> lied to you. <laughs> what are you lying about? Uh, you know, a lot of it's very innocent, but, uh, you know, you're meeting like 25 to a hundred plus people in a night. It's very boring to be like, Hey, I'm Chloe. I'm this many years old. I, um, from here, I like to do this for fun. People just ask you the same questions over and over and over, which is fine, but eventually you get bored, you know? So I've changed up my name. I've changed up how old I am. I've changed up where I'm from. Uh, I've changed up, um, you know, the gender of my child. I, you know what I mean? Like you just have to like entertain yourself because otherwise you're going to be like, I'm Chloe. I am 24 years old. I'm from Minnesota. You're like a robot after a little bit. So if you keep it spicy, mm-hmm. you're going to be better at your job, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> wow. Um, you know, like, um, have you ever, have you ever met a person in the club and went on a date with them? No. No, no. never. Never. Never even crossed your mind? Um, no, it has... It, it's crossed my mind in the beginning when I was trying to figure out like what exactly my boundaries were and I was dating at that time. So I was like, well, what if I do find someone who's really cute? I'm really into them and there's a, like a connection. And you're still dating. Yeah, still dating. Yeah. Um, but, you know, uh, I just don't think it's good to shit where you eat, you know? It's not good to shit where you eat. So I just don't do it. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Mm-hmm. You know... I think uh, every young man will go to a strip club for one time in their life and be like, "Dude, that stripper. I'm gonna, I'm gonna take her away from this." Have you ever had someone tell you that? Oh, every night, every night. Really? <laughs> That's a very common line. Like, I could take you away from all of this, and then they don't even like tip you, and you're like, "Are you sure about that?" You know? <laughs> wow. Uh, yeah. Wow. Those freaking liars. Uh, Yeah, it's okay. I'm lying to them too, so whatever. Damn. (laughs) Uh, It's a very common one. A lot of people think the strip club is like the free girlfriend store. Mm. And they think like if the stripper is talking to you, they seem into you, they obviously like want to be with you. And don't get me wrong. Like I have coworkers who have gone on dates with other guys and, you know, they have ended up with like being in a relationship with that person with a client with a client yeah i mean it happens but um i think it's best if you go into a strip club just keep in mind that we're there to work we are there to give you attention we're there to entertain you pay us well don't expect anything if it happens it happens if not that's the end you know Mm -hmm. yeah yeah, you know, have you ever thought about like making like a, like uploading like a, like a community clip to Pornhub? You know uh, how those clips are going, you know, like there's like a community thing building on. Honestly, like, I'm Pornhub? not that, I'm not that familiar with Pornhub. So like, really? what does that mean? What's, what, what's your porn side of choice? Um, usually like Twitter or OnlyFans. Twitter yeah. or OnlyFans. Wow. You know, Twitter's definitely bussing. They definitely got the crazy shit going. Yeah, but, yeah. <laughs> you know, I don't want to always type that shit in. What? Is porn on 
Oh, there's what? lots of porn on Twitter. Let's, let's, yeah. Twitter, Twitter is basically 70% porno. Yes. Yeah, and then like yes. the other 30% is probably like news. Maybe. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> but um, yeah, so um, you ever thought about like making like a porn? Um, I've thought about it. I, I, I don't know if it's really for me. Um, I don't know. It just seems like, especially being pansexual, it's hard to have good sex with someone if you're not connecting with them. And if you're just having sex for porno, it's hard to have that connection. Does that make sense? Yeah. So your, your, uh, content is clips. Like what's the longest? Yeah. Um, Longest one, I think right now is like seven minutes, so it's what's, less of like a clip. What's um, that? What are they what are uh, you doing? That? that one's a fucking video. Yeah. Me and, Boy, me and male partner fucking. Yes. So I think that one's like seven minutes. Um, I do a lot of like shorter videos like that, uh, like five, ten, seven minutes, things like that. Um, I don't do a lot of like the 10 second clips or anything. Um, I just do more like long-ish videos. Mm-hmm. For sure, um, yeah. So no, no long form content. No like scenes where you're like fucking a pizza boy or nothing coming soon. Not yet, but I will. <laughs> <laughs> Remember, I just restarted my OnlyFans, so I'm still working on like building up my my content still. But definitely, roleplay is on there. Yeah, and I have the option for like custom content. So if somebody wants to see me fucking a pizza boy, or you know, like the schoolgirl thing or anything like that they can always like talk to me about what they want and then order it specifically for just them too yeah yeah you definitely got to do the pizza boy thing you know that's timeless i know it's so it's so classic yeah Yeah. (laughs) maybe you should switch it up though maybe you should do like um what's like a popular one maybe like uh what's a vegan restaurant like kidoba kidoba yeah (laughs) fucking doordash delivery guy fucks you yeah yeah definitely maybe it's like uh i don't know like a life or death situation or and they're like i have 30 days to live give me kidobo i'm gonna die (laughs) the what the rent is due the rent is due due. yeah uh yeah that's a classic one too though you know fucking the landlord is timeless (laughs) Uh, fucking the landlord uh you know, I think one that would be really fun and funny to make would be, like, like getting back at your ex and fucking his dad, that kind of thing. Yeah. You know? I think that's really funny. That's really funny to me anyway. But, but it's all actors. <laughs> yeah. It's all actors. Yeah. Um, yeah. You have to have some connection, though, you know? Oh, for sure. You're actually going to fuck your ex's dad? Maybe. Oh, I don't fire. know. Don't mess with me. <laughs> Yo, Mr. Wilson, you better watch out. <laughs> just kidding uh, no no <laughs> no but you know yeah you know i feel like um you got to be creative with your stuff nowadays you know maybe like um two girls two girls one cup 2.0 yeah exactly i actually never saw two girls one cup i got so grossed out by it i think it was a middle school middle how'd you school get grossed like, out if you never watched it what's that how'd you get grossed out if you never watched it because people were telling me about it and i was like that's so gross and i was so little too i I didn't have a reason to watch it. I was so little. But, um, yeah, now I kind of want to watch that. I, I forgot about that. It's Two actually chocolate sherbet or chocolate ice cream. Really? Yeah. It's, oh. Ill- it's illegal to make uh, poop porn in America. Really? Yes. That's good to know. Yeah. So mm-hmm. um, it was 
they put chocolate ice cream and, and the brown stuff in their butt, and then they just force it out. Oh my god, that's yeah. so funny! There's a I whole love breakdown that. on the internet about it. Speaking of forcing things out, um, so this is kind of like a, an off-topic thing. Before I even danced, um, I went to Thailand, and okay, so I was I was really wanting to go to a strip club. I I had not been to a strip club at that point. I was like, I really want to go to a strip club. Oh my god! In Thailand. Cool. In Thailand. Bunch of dicks. Yeah. Uh, I didn't see any dicks, actually. Okay. I didn't see any dicks, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, yeah, um, dicks, pussy, it's all good. Um, but, yeah, so I'm trying to find the strip club. I find it, and I walk in with the person I was with, and we're kind of, like, watching for a little bit, but I didn't really know, like, you're supposed to be, like, up at the tip rail tipping, and if you're not, they're not really going to talk to you. I didn't really know how it worked. I was very young. And so we just kind of, like, left after, like, five minutes. We're like, okay. So we left, and they're like, there's ten people in the streets promoting. They're like, fuck show, fuck show. And I'm like, a fuck show? Let's go to a fuck show. So we go to this fuck show. They lead us there. It looks like we're going to be murdered on our way there. It's like this back alley weird warehouse, right? So we're like, okay. So we go into this like weird warehouse area fuck show and we sit down. They immediately are like, you need to buy four drinks. And we're like, okay. So we buy four drinks and each uh, four drinks, I think total, but I think we had four drinks each. So it was fine. But, um, man, this production, this fuck show was amazing. It was so well done. It was, like, choreographed. Um, this one woman, I will never forget her. She literally looks into the audience like she was bored. She has done this so many times. And she's popping ping pong balls out of her pussy, like, at rapid speed. Like, she was just, like, chewing her gum. She's, like, popping those those ping pong balls out it was weird it was crazy and it was cool i loved it and um yeah lots of dancing lots of cool stuff i didn't actually see anyone get fucked but it was still very interesting uh very i'll never forget it um oh and at the end of all the ping pong balls she actually popped out a motorized hamster and it was like skittering around the stage and like going crazy and like fell off the stage at one point. Uh, I was like, "How did you have room for all of that up in your pussy?" You oh, know? She, she had them all up there already yeah. stored in there, like like yep. a little hamster, like in her mouth. Yes, and the hamster was last. It was very impressive. Like it didn't get jumbled up or anything like that. It was it was very impressive. Wow, <laughs> damn, that's awesome. You know, uh, how much was that to get it there? I don't remember. Um. Uh, the U.S. dollar, at least when I went there, it was a couple years ago. I mean, the U.S. dollar stretches, so it wasn't that much. Um, I remember it was spendier on the Thai side. Um, I I don't know, maybe 30 bucks to get in. Wow. It wasn't expensive. Wow. It sounds, yeah. That sounds, that sounds like a... Like a good time that I any family any family can get behind. You know, I family? Would take, I, maybe I would don't bring kids, the kids there. there. <laughs> good family friendly event. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, um, it was very interesting. Um, I'll I'll never forget that show. It was so cool to me, and I was like just enthralled watching it. And I was like, oh my god, this is so cool because it's all choreographed, and they're all being very sexy and like like very good at their job. But it's all choreographed. I'm like, wow, you guys do this same thing every single night, and you still look very sexy doing it. You all know? Asian people? Yeah, all Thai women. Mm-hmm. No, no white, no white women. No white women. Not that I saw, but there were maybe like 50 to 60 women on stage. So uh, I think they were all Thai, maybe from different countries, um, but all Asian. 
Yeah. It's a big it's a big stage. It was it was big. It was a production. Yeah. Wow. wow. <laughs> um you know, like part of me wonders like, you know, sexual trafficking and shit like that, you know, in that part of the world like who knows how many of those girls are like down with that shit or how many yeah. girls are being forced or whatever. Um, I have very mixed feelings on trafficking because, yes, trafficking is bad. Let me put that out there. However, I think that the sex world gets a very, um, especially from very Christian, very conservative people, um, there's an idea that all of us are trafficked. All of us are forced to be there. We all have pimps. We cannot get out. And that's just very not true. Does it happen? Yeah, definitely. Is it a problem when it happens? Definitely. Um, Thai women specifically, they, they're held in very high regard when they do sex work because they're seen as doing what they have to do to take care of their family, usually elderly parents, their kids if they have any. Um, so Thai women specifically are, are very respected when they do sex work, which is very opposite from here. Hmm. Yeah. Um... I honestly, I guess I'm getting all my fucking headlines from the news and the internet, but I thought that shit was just like running rampant. I, I mean, don't get me wrong; it, it happens a lot. It happens. Um, it happens definitely. But there's definitely an idea that most strippers are trafficked. Most of us are forced to be there. Most of us have pimps, things like that. It's just not true. It's just not true. You don't have a pimp. No, no pimp. Have you ever had a pimp? <laughs> no. <laughs> I have been propositioned by pimps, but uh, no pimps, no. Yeah, I guess, um, you know, I guess teetering the line of selling sex, once you put a camera in front of it, or I guess you put, like, the Sugar Baby title in front of it, it gets it gets gray area because why do you need, why do you, you don't need a pimp for that stuff. You need a pimp kind of when you're selling, selling it on the street or whatever. For, yeah. You know, I, it was what I would think. Exactly, exactly. And um, that's, I mean, I said earlier before, like, I'm never going to judge someone who, some people choose to have a pimp. And, you know, if they want to have a pimp, they, that's their business. You know, I'm never going to judge anyone for doing a form of sex work just because I'm not doing it, you know, Mm -hmm. because it's not for me. It's not my place to judge that person. But um, yeah, I mean, uh, I personally don't think a pimp would be a good fit for me. But there are some women who want one um it's an easier grind for them they don't have to set things up uh, it's not for me but some pe- people want that you know what fig is what you know what fig is fig 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 no fig it's like fig is like like a very notorious uh place where prostitutes hang out in california like, oh yeah like if you're a prostitute in, in california like you're gonna get busted out on fig yeah <laughs> You do you know that? Fig? You know, I've, Fig, you got Allegedly, know. do you know Fig? <laughs> but, um. But, um, know, anyways. <laughs> yeah, you know, like, maybe, like, that's, that's just, uh, I guess, um, you know, we were talking about that podcast earlier, um, Software Underbelly. I feel like a lot of people are misled into that shit by, um, men. Mm-hmm. You know, have you ever had, like, a man that's trying to, men that try to mislead you into doing something like super out of your comfort zone that's just like like yo it's kind of his idea oh yeah um that that's a very pimp thing to do um pimps will come into the club and 
Um, it's easy to spot them since I've been dancing for a bit. Um, okay, so pimps will come into the club. They'll talk with you, and they'll be like, I'm trying to build an empire. I have multiple businesses. And it's never, like, sex work that they do. And they're like, oh, I run, um, like, let me tell you a conversation I had recently with a pimp where he's like, I run this um, company where I sell dancing wear, you know, like, like clothes you can wear as a dancer, um, things like that. I also run a food truck. I uh, run like the biggest strip club in Texas. Like, so he was trying to proposition me like, why don't you come to Texas and work for me? And why don't you come out and like, you can be my like number two. Um, I'll even like put you in like the head of marketing, like things like that, you know, which was just like, I just met you. Why are you like that into me? You know what I mean? Um, so it's just, uh, they're basically just trying to get you to trust them. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, we really need some cash. Why don't you just do this? Or like they just talk you into it essentially. Um, that's a very common thing for pimps to do. Um, uh, one time I was talking with a woman who was a pimp. That's a pretty common thing now because women trust women. So you let your guard down with other women, and then that's how they get you. A woman pimp, a female pimp. A woman pimp, yes. A woman pimp. <laughs> or she's working for someone else, and she basically gets you. Because sometimes when you have a pimp, you can get out. Sometimes when you have a pimp, you can't really get out. Um, but yeah, she came into the club with a, a male partner, and the male partner did not say a word to me the entire time. She was like, I want you to dance for me. I want to see like your body and your, your style and your flow. She was telling me how she was going to buy two of the strip clubs in Colorado. And she was like, I'm scouting out dancers. I want you to come work for me. Um, This and that. And then at the time, I didn't realize it. But now looking back on it, everything that she was saying, she was like, I'm going to do an event and like pay you to come out and do an event with me and I'll pay you this much money. And at that time, I wasn't really comfortable working events. So I said no. And now I'm like, oh, thank God, because looking back at it, she was a pimp, you know? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Damn. You know, like, um, what does a pimp, what does a pimp offer really in like the terms of a stripper? Um, not a lot. Uh, in my opinion, nothing. Um, a pimp is basically a middleman to make you money and help get clients for illegal activities. And, uh, if you want a pimp, you, you can have a pimp, but in my opinion, they don't do anything for you. Yeah, yeah, I would I would think so too. Because now in the digital age, you know, fucking, literally a post on Instagram will go farther away than like literally anything else. You know. Yeah, I agree. Um, so I don't do any other than OnlyFans. I don't do anything like that, and so I I'm not as into like that world. Like I really just try to keep it just dancing and OnlyFans. And I've been a sugar baby, but that's just with one person. So. Um, the whole pimp world, I just really try to stay away from. Yeah. I feel like that's a good idea. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Definitely a good idea. <laughs> yeah. Don't be pimping these fucking girls, guys. What the fuck? <laughs> no, I did ask that. That's fucked up. Yeah, it really is. I, I was watching uh, some pimp interviews, actually. Did you yeah. Know, it's, um, you know, in a lot of states, it's at uh, 10 years per woman you're pimping. Mm-hmm. 10 years. That's insane. So, you know... It, Two women, that's basically your entire life. If you're a 40-year-old man, yeah, you know, a 30-year-old man, pimping two girls, you're done. Yeah. Especially if you're... A lot of these guys are, like, 50. Yeah. 
when they're trying to pimp you out. They're like 40, 50. That's the rest of, of your natural life before, you know, things start going downhill anyway. Oh, yeah. You got dementia. <laughs> you're like, who am I pimping? And you're getting fucked in jail. <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I fucking... You watch YouTube? You watch a lot of YouTube? I do watch um, some YouTube. Not a lot. I watched a lot uh, maybe a couple years ago, but not as much anymore. You ever been in jail? No. Ever been in jail? You ever been arrested? No, I haven't. And then ever I've, been got a ticket? Um, I've gotten like a speeding ticket, but I have a very clean record. Mm-hmm. What about you? Uh, <laughs> I, it's one time, I mean... I don't know if I was fucking racially profiled, but I was just walking down the street in Durango, Colorado, and I was just fucking, I went to, I went to college there, and I was just going to my friend's house to drink some beers, and um, these cops ran down on me with their ARs and shit, pulled out with their flashlights. Oh, damn. And um, they were like, get on the ground, get on the ground. And I was like, okay, I was kind of drunk. I was like, oh, okay, okay. And um, they were like, we had we had a report that someone had a gun here, and they like ran my name and shit. They, they like uh, put me in handcuffs, and... Um, they like they kept me there for a minute, probably like in the end, probably like forty minutes, thirty five minutes, something shit like that. But in the end, they let me go. But that was like the worst I've ever fucking had some shit happen to me. Like I've never been arrested or anything. Yeah. Oh my god, that's terrible. Yeah, it was. I was scared as fuck. I thought I was like yeah. gonna die, low key. Uh, yeah, I would too. Yeah. That's so sad. It was fucking crazy, but um, you know, like I'm sure they there was a guy with a gun that was probably hurting like someone, like a girl or a child or something. Hopefully, yeah. Hopefully they got him. Unless they were lying. That's true, and they just wanted to mm-hmm. fuck with me. No, I doubt it because they was mad at them. There was like probably like mm, six to like seven of them. Oh, okay. So it's probably legit. Yeah. No, I think okay. I, th- I don't. I don't think they were there for me. Like, because I was just going home from a bar. Damn, that's so scary. Though I'm glad you you're okay, and they didn't shoot at you or arrest you after that. Right. Yeah, that'd have been crazy. Yeah. Yeah, so you've never been arrested or nothing? No, never been arrested. Um, I have a very clean record. I've had, like, some speeding tickets, but really nothing other than that. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, just speeding tickets. Actually, one time, um, I was just telling someone about this the other day. Uh, One time, I literally had sped through two lights or two stop signs. Um, I was speeding... I had, like, expired tabs on my car. Um, they pulled me over and, like... Jesus. I <laughs> I had, like, my my permit at the time and then, like, one or two other, like, old licenses behind my, like, current license. And the cop was like, why do you have all those licenses? You're not supposed to have those. And I was like, I didn't know that, you know? And um, it's kind of funny because, like, I could tell the cop thought it was cute. He was, like, 25. It was, like... 17 maybe at the time you know like he gave me a very generous warning and he was like okay i just want you to get everything fixed get your tabs fixed cut up those licenses um update your address on your license all the stuff do it by tuesday next week i'm gonna check but like let me go like with a uh, very soft warning and i was like oh my god and i mean now i feel like it's kind of crazy um it's definitely like pretty privilege and like white privilege that that happened you know yeah you so you acknowledge you acknowledge some white privilege oh yeah definitely fuck yeah yeah black lives matter i i know there's white privilege it, it's very prevalent in this country for sure mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. for sure um what about like uh 
let's see what else what else fucking you know i had a i had a i had a great question but but you're uh you're smoking a little bit there <laughs> i don't I, it's kind of no it's kind of it's kind of too it's kind of too fucked up i don't want to get into no, go, it let's get fucked up what do you want to ask i'm gonna be like what what are you doing for black lives matter okay that's a a very good question um you know, uh, <laughs> yo, don't don't disrespect my smoking over here. Shout out Rocky no. Mountain Blaze. Yo, mention Rocky Mountain, mention Street Champs at Rocky Mountain uh. Blaze and get fifteen percent off some good ass bud. <laughs> uh, and match with him on Tinder. Yeah, and let's fuck. date, okay? <laughs> no, I don't want to date. I don't want to date. Oh, okay. Oh, he doesn't want to date. He just wants to fuck you. Okay, okay. Uh, no um that's a very good question i'm very open to that question um and i'm also very open if if you have suggestions suggestions after i'm done with this so um i'm literally just fucking you don't have to answer that question no no let me answer it um let me answer it and if if people um let me say this people of color it's not their responsibility to educate white people but if anyone wants to add in their two pieces I'm totally fine with that. I'm very open with that. Um, Okay, so when uh, I was in Minneapolis when George Floyd was murdered. And, um, you know, it's very interesting because, like, I had literally just had a C-section, like, right after that had – or right before that had happened, I think, or right after. One or the two. Um, I really wanted to go protest, which sounds like an excuse, but – at the time, I couldn't walk more than, like, two blocks, you know, with the C-section and everything. So um, I didn't go protest. But I had a lot of friends in Minneapolis at the time. And they were live streaming. And there were a lot of really mess thing, messed up things that the cops were doing. Like, firing rubber bullets at people on their porch just standing there. And yeah, like, I saw that. You saw that? I like, that, that kind video. of stuff? Yeah. And, like, the police were spinning it in a way of, like, oh, these people are so violent. They're just going into stores and stealing and everyone's looting and, like, everyone's crazy. And that's, like, what the police were saying. But, like, I was literally seeing my friends' live streams showing quite the opposite. And it really put a lot of things into perspective for me. Um, I'm not saying that I'm, like, a perfect person. But for Black Lives Matter and, like, people of color, everything like that, I really try to... I try to have a diverse friend group. I try to have people in my circle who are not just white and think the same way as me. Um, I also think it's very, very important for white people to call out other white people. When white people are being racist, when people are doing like microaggressions um, towards people of color, towards sex workers, towards people who are like, you know, in the LGBTQ plus community, especially trans people, like trans people pave the way for LGBTQ plus, like, our whole community. I think it's important to um, always punch up and not punch down. And so, like, do you know what I mean by that? I do. I mean, I'm a, I'm a fan of stand-up comedy. But, you know, yeah. we'll, we'll go off of that, you know. Yeah, definitely. But in the stand-up comedy, you keep going. You keep going. I don't want to No, no, yeah. Um, yeah, I think it's always important to, like, always, you know, be punching up, don't punch down. Um, and, uh, I mean... When white people, like, there is white privilege. Whether you want to admit it or not, we have white privilege. And I think that we can call out other white people. And, like, if a white person calls you out on being racist, I think white people take that more seriously. And I think that there's a lot of, um, how do I word this? There's a lot of 
um, racism that we are brought up with. And I mean, you're not white, so like I'm not talking to you, but you know, but like there's when you're yo Mexicans be racist as fuck. <laughs> Uh, are they yo <laughs> really old time old time mexicans yo grandmas and grandpas yeah yo, they're, yo, they're, i can't speak damn yo, they'll be racist bro like they'll be racist as fuck because uh, like i mean like no like i'm not gonna lie you know like yeah fucking like obviously i'm not racist but like yo like toward my, like white people though or like other like people of color no nah, like yo like great grandmas great grandpas they'll be like yo no like fuck black people fuck white oh, people damn. Like, yeah it's like yo mexicans till i die but oh, like, that's yeah. yeah, that's fucked up. No, yeah, obviously, like I feel like the new generation of any of any race, we're all kind of just like, who cares? Yeah, we're all just like, what's what's happening on a TikTok? Yeah, <laughs> you know? uh, yeah. But I mean, just to end off that note, it's like you know, everyone, everyone who has grown up white in America, especially if you're cisgendered, if you're straight, like we have racist tendencies, whether we want to admit it or not. And I think as soon as you realize that you are able to fix it and correct it. And if, sure. if you know about it, like, you're able to correct it. But if you're like, no, I'm not racist. I'm not a bad person. Like, I never said you're a bad person, but you maybe grew up with ideas and misconceptions that you should change. You know, it doesn't make you a bad person unless you're inherently, like, if you're inherently racist or whatever, like, that's different. You're a bad person. But if, if, you just refuse to think that you're the problem or you're part of the problem and you refuse to think like, hey, maybe I can change. It doesn't make you a bad person, but you're ignorant. Does that make sense? Totally. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You know, if you can, uh, if you could acknowledge the problem and change it, that's, that's half the battle. You know, if you work actively working towards being a better person. Yeah. You know, but, you know, why even be fucking a dick in, gen- in the first place, you know? Like, exactly. Every, people, people. Yeah. You know, um, shout out Minnesota. I don't know what's <laughs> happening in Minnesota, but uh sounds like they got to chill. And uh, and kind of to roll her off of that, like, I grew up homophobic. And, like, my parents were so conservative and very homophobic. I grew up thinking, like, that's disgusting. How could anyone be gay? Like, I grew up thinking that. And joke's on me. I'm queer, you know? So, like... Once I realized, like, hey, that's kind of fucked up that I think that way, I could change it. And then I found out I was queer. I was growing up when I was going through this. And then I was like, oh, well. How do you find out you're queer? Um, f- I mean, everyone's different. Some people just know right away. Uh, for me, okay, so for me, I was like 14 or 13, 13 or 14. And I was like, oh, my God, um, it's so gross to be like, like, gay or lesbian and like I was so like hom- like homophobic you know just from my parents is what I was taught you know and then um I started feeling like kind of feelings toward women and I was like no I can't feel that way it's gross you know and then I like those feelings did not stop and then I thought I was just bisexual for so long and I came out to my parents as bisexual when I was like 16 almost 17 and then um once I was like maybe 22 um, 21, maybe, then I kind of like just started exploring my sexuality more. And that's when I was like, no, I'm pansexual. And, um, you know, I don't feel like I've been homophobic for years and years and years. But um, yeah, if I had never acknowledged the fact that like, hey, that's kind of fucked up to be homophobic. Who knows, I could, I could still be homophobic and not even realize that I'm queer, you know, mm-hmm. which happens. Yeah, you know, um, yeah, some people are just like, uh, 
just think that way naturally, some shit like that, and they don't, they're never uh, taught better. Yes, exactly. You got to know better. Exactly. And at a certain point, you have to teach yourself. We're not in kindergarten. You have to, there's the internet. You have to learn yourself. So some people are like, oh, I just was raised that way. I just, you know, that's how I was raised. That's how I grew up. And that's not an excuse to, to give for homophobia, racism, whatever. It's not an excuse. We're adults, you know? Yeah, totally. I feel the same way. Um, all right, so... So getting back into uh, the timeline of things, all right. So, so your goal, your goal from now on, um, you know, what do you do if uh, you know you you fall off the pole, you break your leg? What are you doing? <laughs> yeah, that's that's a very valid question. Um, so I definitely still have OnlyFans. You can do that with a, a broken leg. Broken no. leg fetish. Yeah, sure. Why not? You know, you could still do that. Uh, yeah, I I also could go back to teaching English. Um, I, you know, you don't have to be standing or anything like that. You just need your voice and, you know, to be able to read. Um, so I could I could go teach English. Um, I'm also certified to be a CNA. Um, I could go back and do hair still. That that would kind of be like a last option for me, but I've seen girls do that with a broken leg. Um, broken arm is a little harder. You kind of need both hands for that, but I uh, definitely still have options. Whether I break my leg or something else happens, mm-hmm. yeah, for sure. Yeah, God forbid, you know. But you know, yeah. it's, it's good. It's good to have options. <laughs> definitely, I hope that never happens. But if it does, I'll be okay. <laughs> all right. All right. Um. What about like a worst case scenario? You know, have you ever had someone just flip off, flip off on you in the in the club? You're like scared for your life. Yeah, um, maybe not scared for my life. Okay, so uh, I I'm a Scorpio, like very. Do you know anything about astrology? Like, no, it's okay. Uh, I'm very hard headed. I'm very. I'm not afraid of confrontation, okay? I can see that. Yeah, I'm not afraid of it. I will handle it. I will start it, okay? <laughs> so, yeah, I, I did have one guy one time. They were These two guys were just refusing to pay me for dances, and, you know, it is what it is. It was only it, – it was embarrassing for them because it was only, like, $250. It was not that much. And they're like, no, we don't have the money. We can't pay you. And I was like, oh, really? Well, I'll call the cops on you. And they're like, no, you won't. And – the guy that I had given dances to, he was just very kind of like reserved, but his friend was so aggressive, so mean, so crazy. He was like, I'm going to beat you up in the parking lot when you get out of work and like saying he was going to hit me right then and there. And I was like, really? Do it. Like, uh, like. <laughs> it's, would just matrix that shit? You would have been like. <laughs> I'd probably just get punched, but I don't know. My, uh, my personality is like. I don't know. I'm okay with confrontation. It's not always the best, but ever, I was... You ever been hit by a guy? Uh, yeah, I have. I have, but not dancing. In what, uh, in what scenario? Uh, it was in a relationship. Um, ex-relationship now. So don't hit your women, but... Really? You comfortable speaking about it? Not really. It's, it's you know, it's cliche. Not really. <laughs> For sure. That's, that's totally fair. Mm-hmm. You know? You know, mind your women... Don't yeah. be, be, be nice to them. Yeah. Mind your women. Don't be a dick. Yeah. We'll, we'll actually stay with you. We won't break up with you. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Don't be a nice guy. Everything happens for a reason. You know, mm-hmm. I'm sure I'm sure one day you'll find a fucking, a great, a great man that'll take you away from it all. <laughs> and that's kind of. 
an insult in itself because I like dancing. I like being there, and it's my choice to be there. You know, when I first started dancing, my bad. no, no, you're okay, you're okay. But you know, a lot of uh, a lot of guys will say that like I could take the, I could take you away from here, and um, you know, when I started. It was not really an option for me. I was like, I, I have to do something that's going to make a lot more money. Um, but now it's an option. I could walk away from it if I wanted to, and I'm still doing it. I'm, I still like doing it. So yeah, I didn't yeah. mean that. You know, I was saying, no, I kind of said that. But um, you know, all the dancers I've met and hung out with have boyfriends, and we're like, we're all chill. Like I love hanging out with them. Like yeah. shout out Delilah. Like I fucking Delilah's. Yeah, she's awesome. Like, she's super cool, and her boyfriend is so chill. Oh, totally. A lot of dancers are very, very chill. It's it's the industry, you know. There's some stress to it, but it's it's pretty laid back overall. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sorry. No, you're good. You're good. <laughs> um. So, um, getting back into, um, club politics. Do you ever feel like? <clears throat> It's a competition between you and the other dancers, or is it just kind of all love, or is it just like in your head, oh, <clears throat> unspoken? Um, yes and no. So every club's a little different. Um, we have something called stripper etiquette. So speak on it. Yeah, stripper etiquette is um, like if you're dancing on stage, the the like little line that goes around the stage where like people can sit there and they tip. It's called the tip rail. Um, if someone's sitting at the tip rail. You do not approach that person. That that person is there for the girl on stage. If they leave the tip rail, you can approach them. Um, so things like this, if you're not following stripper etiquette, you can get beat up. But, I mean, you can get yelled at, you can get beat up. Um, it's yeah. just not, it's not good to break stripper etiquette. But um, same thing of, like, say a guy comes into the club and they're here for Delilah. And I go up and talk with them, and I'm like, hey, how's it going? I'm trying to, like, sell a dance and, like, get to know them and talk with them and whatever. Um, That's totally fine if I don't know he's here for Delilah. But if he's like, oh, I'm here for Delilah, I'm not really interested, have a good night, that's totally fine for the guy to do. We don't get mad at that. We're like, okay, no big deal, have a good night. But if I keep sitting with you and I hog you all night and, like, don't, like, leave your side, that's not cool because then – if uh, if a girl is talk if a guy okay if a guy and girl are talking with each other a guy and a dancer, it's not okay for another dancer to come up and talk to that guy. So if I was talking with you and you were here for Delilah, it's not okay for Delilah to approach you, because basically I'm trying to make a sale, and she's taking that sale away. You know what I mean? And it's like fucking with your money yeah. and. Eventually, like, you build relationship relationships with clients and, like, you, like, form friendships. And um, that takes time. It takes effort. And, like, you really get to know these people, you know? Like, they, they come there for you. They want to see you. And it's really fun when that happens. And so, like, if I was talking with you and you were my regular and some other dancer comes up and, like, steals you away, it's not only fucking with your money, but it's also fucking with the time that you've spent developing that relationship with that client you know what i mean so there's certain things like that that every stripper as long as you're not new knows Mm -hmm. yeah so um you ever run down on a bitch you ever beat a bitch up oh my god one time i almost had to beat this girl up (laughs) Uh, this girl was not even a dancer anymore it's so stupid okay so uh i was it was the first club that i worked at it was a very ratchet club 
and that was uh, TNT's in Colorado Springs. And this girl was like in the back dressing room and she didn't even work there. She used to work there or something. She was talking with people and you're not supposed to, but I had brought alcohol into the back room, which like you're not supposed to, but she, everyone does. Everyone does. It's like, whatever. And she was like, you can't have that back here. You are going to get the club shut down. She just got so aggressive with me. She got right up in my face. And I I think I give off, like, somewhat of a sweet personality. But if you fuck with me, I'm going to fuck with you back, you know? And so I was like, you need to get the fuck out of my face. And I, like, I really thought I was going to have to get into, like, a fist fight with her. Thankfully, I didn't, so that was good. But it happens. I've seen it happen for sure you with been, other people. You ever people. been in a fight in life? No. That would have been your first fight. <laughs> that would have been my first fight, but I was ready. You were ready for it. <laughs> I was ready. I was like, okay, let's go. Like, I can I'm, take you. I'm going to hit you with my chelada. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> what, what, what were you drinking? Um, Probably vodka or tequila. She, oh, you had the bottle. No, not the bottle. I just had like a cup of it. But it was water then. You could even be like, this is water, bitch. I know. Like, why are you, like, mind your business, you know? (laughs) If you would have had the bottle, it would have been a problem. You would have been like, girl, I'll hit you with this bottle of Smirnoff right now. Yeah, totally. No, I'm glad I didn't have to fight her, but I was ready. I was very ready if I needed to. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. But I've never been in a fight. Hopefully, I never will be in a fight. It's not really my style, but if I get in a fight, I think I'd win. Yeah, you know, you give me that, you give me the sweet vibes, but I feel like, I feel like you would like go for the eyes. Yeah, the eyes or the hair or, I don't know, I think I would just start swinging. Mm-hmm. I don't think I'd have a plan of action. I think I would just go for it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, um, you know, a story I heard that happened in the back one time is uh, the, girls were hook- the girls were hooking up with each other. Oh, I've heard that before. Yeah. Does that ever happen? You ever seen that? Yeah. Um, a lot of times, like, girls will do it for content. So they'll start, like, filming it, you know? Um, I wouldn't say that it's, like, a very common thing. But I I will say it has happened. I've seen it happen. But mm-hmm. it's not like a, oh, you walk in the back and, like, everyone's having an orgy. It's not like that. <laughs> Yeah, I bet a lot of people would uh, assume something like that when you say something like that. Uh, Yeah, a lot of people think that we either hate each other and we're always fighting with each other or we're always hooking up with each other. But really, it's just like, you know, we're all, if we're cool with each other, we're going to talk to each other. We're going to get to know each other. Um, One club I've been at, I've been there for over a year while I've been traveling other places as well. And I feel like I'm just now getting to be really good friends with some of the girls because I mean, strippers are pretty private, especially with other dancers. Other dancers will fuck you over if they're shitty. So uh, that happens. So I feel like once I kind of hit the year mark, people were like... What do you mean they'll fuck you over? Um, they'll fuck you over. Okay, so, uh, for example, one club that I worked at, different club, uh, there was a girl, we'll call her... Um, Maria. Maria. Yeah, perfect. So Maria was stupid, and she was fucking and dating the security guy. We'll call him Bill. And Bill was trying to fuck every other girl on the on the planet. And he was trying to get with me. He was trying to get with other dancers. I was very uninterested in him, and I let him know right away, I'm not interested in you, Bill. And so Maria... Every time that she would find evidence on his phone that he was, like, cheating, she would, like, go off the handle and be like, I know that you're messing with Bill. And it was just, like, 
crazy. And I was like, girl, I do not want Bill. He's crusty. I don't want him. Trust me. <laughs> and um, one night, I think she was spreading rumors around me or about me around the club because it was like every single person I had talked to was like very uninterested in me. And it was like, I could see her talking to that person. Like she was literally going around the club and being like, oh, you see that girl? I don't know what she was saying about me. But she made it so it was like I barely made any money that night. So she was fucking with me because she thought that I was into her man and I was definitely not. So it sucked. <laughs> but uh, stuff like that will happen. What would you say? She's like, that bitch right there. She's like, that girl has a stinky butthole. I don't know. I don't know what she would say. Well, she- <laughs> Maybe that I had like an STD or I don't know. I don't know what she was saying. I never found out. But... Um, yeah, it was like every single person I talked to, unless she had not talked to them yet, was like so uninterested in me. Like very like do not talk to me, you know? Really? Yeah. <clears throat> I feel like, you know, if if I was in that club, I'd have been like, yo, that girl told me that you have AIDS. Yeah, I don't know. I No one said anything about it. Everyone was just kind of like, no, don't talk to me, you know? And that was kind of my whole night, the entire night. I was like, wow, this sucks. Something's going on. Are STDs a prevalent thing in the club? Um, I think that STDs are very um, stigmatized when some of them don't really have to be, you know? Uh, like, especially if you look at the medical background around some of them, I think that they're, like, demonized a lot more. Like, AIDS, obviously, it's very bad if you get AIDS, you know? But um, I, think, I think a lot of people do have STDs um, and... I I don't know, like, even if you had, like, a cold sore, that's technically herpes. Like, you technically have an STD at that point. A lot of people have that. For sure. So, I, I think... cold sores. Yeah. I, I don't know how many of my coworkers have it. We don't really talk about that kind of stuff. But um, I think a lot... I think... Here's my two cents on it, if I'm going to get real. I think that a lot of monogamous... Men have more STDs than strippers do. Oh, wow. Why do you say that? Because most monogamous men are out there cheating. Oh, wow. And I know that because they're coming to the club trying to get someone to cheat with them, you know? Uh, And that's a very common thing. And that's even been proven by gynecologists and doctors that if you're in a monogamous relationship, you're at a higher risk of getting an STD from your partner who's cheating versus, like, dancing. I'm just dancing. There's... I'm not going to get an STD from dancing, you know? So if you're out there cheating on your partner, your partner's more likely to get an STD than me dancing in the club. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you, ever, you ever had an STD? No, I haven't. You never had an STD? No. Have you? This one time, this one time in college, I was in history class, and this girl I was hooking up with, we'll call her Maria. Okay, Maria. We're back at it again with Maria. Fucking. Yeah. <laughs> I was hooking up with her, and then she told me after we just learned about, like, fucking the, like, German Revolution or some shit like that. Yeah. She was like, I have chlamydia. Or something oh, like yeah. That. I just got tested for chlamydia, and I was like, I had a skateboard. I was like, I skated away all, all, all like, serious. I was like, fuck you, bitch. Just skated away. But I, I think chlamydia is one that goes away with medication, right? It does. Yeah. Yeah. It was like, uh, it was, uh, if I remember correctly, three big-ass pills. Yeah. And they they made my stomach hurt. Oh, so she hooked up with you and then she told you she had chlamydia? Yeah, she didn't. Oh. She didn't know. 
Oh, oh, I, I see. I was going to say if she knew about it and hooked up with you and didn't tell you until after, that's shitty. Yeah, no. If, yeah. Yeah, no. Allegedly, she didn't know. But, that's shitty. Yeah. You know? Well, good now. Yeah. Fuck me. No, I'm just kidding. Definitely. No, like, um, historically, I've had a lot of my partners take tests before I hook up with them. So um, I'm I'm grateful that I've never had to deal with anything like that. But I think that they're very common, and I think a lot of them are very demonized. You know, for sure. Um, yeah, you know, herpes. Herpes is one of them. One in yeah. three people have herpes. One, two, three. There's yeah. three people in this room. Three people in the room. Yeah, one, one of us has <laughs> I'm herpes. Just kidding. I actually. Three and five. There's three people in every five. Oh, three and five. What does that mean? Three and five. What? Like in every five people, you put the three that have herpes in American. But can't you? Can't, but like you know when you uh simplify a fraction you know when you're simplifying that fraction isn't it one and three no uh, that would be two sixth two sixth is, is three third. and five two sixth is one third simplified jesus yeah. christ but i don't know <laughs> yeah three fifths is already simplified so look, there's probably three of us right here we probably all have herpes right now I'm just <laughs> Let's go get tested. Yeah, go get tested I regularly. I definitely, I get cold sores, but like on my like lip, like on like, like, like a family shit. Like I got that shit ever since I was like a little ass kid. Yeah. Yeah. That's a big thing actually. Like people kiss babies and they give it to babies. I or, feel like cold sores aren't even that crazy though on your Yeah. Lip, yeah. They're not. They're really not. No, actually they're pretty crazy. I have herpes. Fuck. Oh. <laughs> He's on Tinder. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't get him that crazy looking. Like. Not even crazy at all. I'm going to stop. <laughs> <laughs> no, like I was saying, I think especially herpes is very demonized. And it's it like it's so common. Lots of people have it. Does that mean, like, if you can avoid it, you should avoid it? Yeah. Try to avoid it. It's going to make your life harder, you know? But it's not as, like, bad as, like, getting AIDS and dying from AIDS. You know what I mean? That's... Yeah. yeah, it's not as bad. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, shout out Billy Cox. You know who Billy Cox no, is? No, I don't know who Billy Cox is. <laughs> Billy Cox is a Pueblo legend. He has HIV. I don't know if oh, it's, I don't know if it's okay. AIDS, HIV. Yeah. Pueblo legend. I'm trying to get him on the podcast. Billy Cox, if you're watching this, you know we need you. Yeah, come spread awareness. Yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> he's he's, he's Hell a yeah. legend. He's a legend. Okay, I'm, I'll look him up. Male to female transitioning, allegedly. Oh, nice. Okay. Oh, I'll look her up. Ex prostitute. Okay. Ex drug addict. Nice. Good for her. Yeah. N- need that interview. She identifies as she her. I don't know. Oh, okay. Billy Cox. Good for them. Billy Cox is their name. Okay. Well, good for them. That's awesome. Definitely trying to get them on. I'm trying. You know, it's a, it's it's hard because people like that don't have internet, so I'm like they don't watch it. So I gotta go find them. Oh yeah. Gotta go look on the that streets. That sounds kind of creepy though. It's, I'm gonna go find them. It's like it's that's hard hitting journalism right there. <laughs> that's one way to look at it. If if you were from <laughs> if you were from Pueblo, you would know Billy Cox. Like uh, you know yeah. how Denver have you you've, Denver has a robot man. Oh, I didn't know that either. Denver has a robot man. Okay, you got to go 16th Street Mall and find a robot man. Okay, I'll I'll go figure that out after this. Every every city has that. Like, have you heard of Sancho Man? No. Who's Sancho Man? Sancho Man. Have you heard that song? 719. Always on my mind. No. <laughs> you, you're so not even... Have ta- you heard of that? 
you're not yeah. tapped into Colorado politics, man. These are these are Colorado I legends. I guess I'm not. I guess I'm not. Colorado legends that I I had Sancherman on the pod, but I need the other two. Yeah. I I haven't heard of any of those people, but to be fair, I'm like really bad with any kind of celebrity, whether it's local or like big names, I'm really bad with them. No, they're really like goofballs. They, oh, just, okay. they just like do random shit. Yeah, I try to get them on, definitely. Yeah, no, but I'm, it's hilarious. Um, okay, yeah, you want to wrap it up? Yeah. Sure. All right. Okay. So, um, all right. So, any words that you want to say to young content creators that are trying to be where you're trying to, where you're at? Yeah, um, I would say. Uh, that one's, that one's hard. Uh, there's a lot I could say. I could talk for hours on that. Um, I, just to keep it quick though, I would say like, if you're trying to get into dancing, make sure that your mental health is good. Make sure if you have any past traumas, especially past sexual traumas, make sure you are healed before you get into it. If you try it and it's not for you, it's not for you. It's okay. Um, I think content creating is, uh, a little hard to wrap your mind around. A lot of people start dancing and then go to content creating because it's kind of a natural segue into it. Um, I I mean, I have so much experience dancing. I'll just speak to that. But a lot of people think, like, you're going to look pretty. You're going to walk into the club. You're going to make hundreds of thousands of dollars every single year. You know, it's just not the case. Um, there's a lot of there's definitely like a science behind the hustle toward it. Um, you have to have a good personality. You have to have like, we call it the gift of gab. It's talking a lot and being interesting when you talk. So, um, I like to think that most of the time I have it when I want to, but, um, yeah, uh, if it's really not for everyone. And I used to say like, if everything fails, I'll just go be a stripper, you know? And (laughs) there's so much to being a stripper. Really not everyone can do it. I've seen so many of these TikTok girls come into the club. They think that, it's going to be a certain way, and it's very, very different. Um, people have been assaulted dancing. Um, it's not anything like how TikTok portrays it. Um, and, you know, they last three days, and you never see them again. And uh, there's lots of people who do that. They're like, I'm going to go just be a stripper because I hate my job, and it stripping is easy, and all you have to do is just show up and look pretty and all these old men will just throw like bands on you and it's not like that. So, um, yeah, I would just say, make sure that you actually can do it. And if it's not for you, get out. So I'll leave it at that. Wow. I love that. It was such a, such a good conversation. You know, how do you feel about the conversation we just had? I feel like it was great. Sorry. I talk so much and I have ADHD, so sorry if it was everywhere, but Thank you for having me on. It was great to to talk with you about it. You're a great host. Thank you so much. I you know I I fucking the good thing about being a host is you just gotta shut the fuck up and just let him talk. So you know <laughs> you're a good talk. You have the gift of gab, like you said. I, I want to have you back if you're down to yeah, come back sometime. Yeah, definitely. You know we do a show every Friday. I would love to have you back for the oh, show. Yeah, we're all we have a bunch of people here just talking shit and um. Hell I'm yeah, sure let's talk shit. Everyone here has <laughs> everyone else would have such good questions for you. Okay. Hell yeah, I'm I'm very down for that. Um yeah, my sister also dances. I uh, I don't know if she's ever gonna be down to join too, but um she's really funny, so I'm sure she would be interesting to talk to as well. But um me personally I'm down to come back for sure. Hell yeah, we need that. Both of you guys at the same time, 
mm, we need the, we need the interview with your sister too. That's what she said. Both of us at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Chloe, Street Champs, come get put on. Follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, all that shit. All right, y'all. Peace.